This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. And thank you. Good morning. Thank you so much. Good morning. Welcome to our show, everybody. Big Friday show. As we get ready for the weekend, and thank you for being part of it. We've got a lot uh, on the show today, a lot to talk about. We've got topics galore. We've got everybody working to bring you information in their department, so we'll go around and share that here in just a few minutes. Let me give out the toll-free studio line. First of all, the line to call when you want to talk to the morning show Maybe it's something we're talking about. Maybe you want to introduce a topic, questions, comments, concerns. All that for the toll-free studio line, 844-305-6210. That is 844-305-6210. If you want to leave a message, you don't have time to talk right now, but you want to leave a message that could get played back on the air, we've got a separate line, and that's open 24 hours a day for you. Call the toll-free neckline at 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. You can follow along with what's happening in the studio and with our Facebook chat. All of that is on today's video on Facebook. Just search for Buzz Adams Morning Show on Facebook and click on today's video. You can see what we're seeing in the studio. If we ever need to put anything up on the big screen, you can see that. And you can either re- uh, read what people are saying in the chat, or, uh, the chat rather, or put your hip waders on and give it a try yourself and get into the chat over on Facebook. Every day we post new information, uh, stories of interest, Maybe things that we've been talking about, but sometimes things that we haven't. That's all on our website, buzzadamshow.com. So go over and check that out at buzzadamshow.com. All right, I think we're off to a good start. Let's uh, find out what everybody's working on this morning. Let's start with entertainment. Joanna Barber this morning. What do we have coming up as far as entertainment goes, Joanna? She's on the phone. Oh. You just gave out of the phone number. Oh, and people call. Oh, okay. Well, that's so, that's good. It worked. It worked. Right. Well, how about sports, Brandon? Pac-12, baby. They're yeah. back. They're gonna. They agreed to a seven-game season yesterday. So not this, this thing, month. Nope. It's going to be kicking off uh, on. It's not even going to be next month either. It's going to be November sixth mm-hmm. is when this thing is going to be kicking off. They're going to get in seven games. It's basically five games against teams in your division because they got the north and the south division and you're going to play one game against somebody from the other division and then they're going to have the Pac-12 title game they've lined this thing up as well to where it's going to be right before the committee announces the playoffs and so and, and there's nothing keeping a Pac-12 team out right now uh, there's been no rule of you have to play X amount of games in order to make uh, the college football playoffs so is there going to be some controversy? Let's say a team in the in the Pac-12 oh, goes goes seven and zero in yeah. their division, wins uh, their their conference championship or whatever, and then you've got a team that's played uh, the full. There's controversy what do we do? when they twelve. There's controversy when teams play all the leagues or, or all the conferences are playing full season. So of course there's going to be uh, some controversy. 
The only way you can shut that up is if a Pac-12 school goes undefeated, people don't think they should make it, win the playoff games. Uh, here is Ricardo, uh, who called in, or is calling in. Hi, Ricardo. How's it going, sir? Good, Doing good. What's up, Ricardo? Good morning. I just want to say how's it going, sir, and big fan of you. Oh, just, well, that is for everything. That is You're, so nice. I, I love to every morning. I get out of work around this time, and you know what I mean? You start my you and start my day to the right to the right note. You work uh, third shift then, Ricardo, right? Yes, sir. Over here in the United States Air Force, out of McGordon, New Mexico. All right so, on. And uh, what do you do? Sleep sleep in the day? Do you go home and go right to sleep, or do you uh, do a few things and then sleep in the afternoon? Nah, I usually go to sleep, sir, and wake up a little bit before afterwards. Listen to the rest of the show All on right. the podcast. Right That's on. That's what I usually do. What? And what are your weekends like up in Alamogordo? Do you come into the city, or do you uh, are you busy with your work at the Air Force there? What's your weekend like? Uh, so we weren't allowed to go back because of COVID. Right. But uh, last week, they allowed us to go back to El Paso. So my plan is to go back to El Paso this weekend and just hit up the, the restaurants, less bars, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. sure. You got to, I mean, everybody kind of wants to get out and be... Social as long as they're uh, social and safe. Well, thank you, Ricardo, for listening. Thanks for calling in, and uh, thanks for your service in the Air Force. Yeah, no problem, sir. I appreciate everything. All right. Thanks for you. Have a great weekend, Ricardo. You too. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's nice and refreshing. Mm -hmm. Very good, Joanna. Good job. Oh, thank you. And uh, good job, Ricardo. (laughs) What do we have coming up in entertainment news, Joanna? Oh, Tom Cruise is leaving Earth next year. He has officially been cleared to go to space for October 2021. I got to play. Is this to film something? Yes. Is this for the filming of the new Mission Impossible? It's for, I don't know what movie it is, but it's that first movie that will be filmed in space. Doctor Strange? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think maybe it is a Mission Impossible. This, uh, we had a story a couple of months ago that Tom Cruise was going to be the first. uh, It is not. According to this, it's not a Mission Impossible movie. It's a mission but possible it- now because it's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe it's like a spinoff from uh, Tropic Thunder. It's Les Grossman in space. <laughs> That'd be good. Here's, uh, did you hear the anchor in Orlando who did this story but included almost every Tom Cruise movie ever made as like, part of his story? No, I Here. did not. <laughs> oh, my God. Well played. He didn't drop a Jerry uh, Maguire, though, did he? he? I didn't hear it. No, Jerry Maguire would be hilarious would be... if at the very end he gets through that and there's a pause and he just goes, Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, don't expect that from me, though. He didn't that do, was epic. Uh, <laughs> he didn't do Vanilla Scott. He, did he do Vanilla Scott? No. Because it seems like he no, could have worked that in there. that in there right after right. Days of Thunder, right? We're uh-huh. hoping for a Vanilla Scott. Like, but vanilla then he did Sky. the Rain Man one. Uh, what was the one where... Tom, it's actually my favorite Tom Cruise role in a movie where he plays... Frank T.J. Mackey, the men's rights uh, motivational speaker. God, I'm drawing a blank here. Brandon, I, I, I would I don't know. Frank T.J. Magnolia? Mack- yes. <laughs> Mag- okay, I can I've see Mag- seen that one. Magnolia. Uh, it, it is, to me, it's the best thing that, like the best Tom Cruise performance in any uh, movie okay. is, is Did he in get Magnolia. War of the Worlds in there, The Last Samurai? No, I didn't Minority hear. Report? Come on. Well, he also had to deal with the clock, I'm sure. <laughs> he had to fit it all in. And Lisa Sanchez. Lisa, what are we looking at coming up in news this morning? 
Oh, Brianna Taylor. There is demonstrations. They are continuing in Louisville, Kentucky, after that grand jury declined to press charges against the police officers with the killing of Brianna. Bleepo declared downtown gatherings unlawful assembly, ordered people to disperse. Uh, protests are happening around the country, though, and an officer now is uh, in trouble in Seattle. I don't know if you saw this video. Is this the one where he rides his bike over somebody's head? Yeah, a protester that get was your, on the ground. Get your head out of the road. Yeah, a protester that was on the ground, uh, an officer rode his uh, bicycle over the protester's head and kept going. Um, it was caught on camera. Several phone calls came in to complain about the officer. Um, he is now on administrative leave right now, uh, pending an investigation. Well, I mean, to be fair, there were people in that crowd of protesters who were throwing Molotov cocktails. I saw the video of the of the guy uh, get his head run over on a bicycle. To, to be clear, it was a bicycle, not a motorcycle. But still, that can do serious damage to someone's head and neck. That's why I don't put my head or neck on the road. <laughs> That's my policy across the board. If my, you fall during a protest, or does that allow... Or if you well, fall he, off your bike into a brick wall. Yeah, does yeah. that just mean someone can run over you and it's not a big deal? I think, well, if, I think if there's any concern of somebody running over him, it's him. Well, Somehow that, he would manage to run over his own head. This guy exactly. didn't fall down. This guy laid down to try and block the, the police because they were moving forward to clear the crowd out. So, I mean, it wasn't a case where this guy, oh, I didn't know my head and shoulders were in the middle of the street. Is that kind of like the same as when you were a kid? The, not touching you, not touching you, not touching you. Isn't that kind of what's going on there? Well, I guess you could say it was a form of passive resistance because they were trying to clear the crowd, and so they were marching forward like in a wall, you know, and and this guy laid down. There were some people that stood in front of him and got pushed back, but I, I don't know. I mean, it, if I'm being honest, it looked more funny to me than anything <laughs> else. Unless that's your head that got. I mean, it's very easily that the co- the officer could have gotten off of the of the bicycle. He was off the and, bike. No, he wasn't. When he ran him over... How do you uh, run someone over when you're off a bike? I thought he was... Oh, no, he was on his bike, and then yeah, when he, he ran over his, his head, Yeah, he was on his bike, he ran over his head, continued, and other officers got off their bike, and that's when he was arrested. You could have very easily just gotten off of your bike, picked him up, and arrested him. You did not need to run him over. And that's why he's in, that's why he is now on leave, because of that. Okay. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, give us a call, like Ricardo did. Anytime you want to uh, give us a ring, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, let us know what's happening. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Lisa has news on the way. Brandon has sports. And uh, we've got another phone call. If you want to give us a call, the toll-free studio line is 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. And it looks like we've got uh, Juan. Hi, Juan. Hey, good morning, buddy. Good morning, Juan. And uh, Happy Veronica, Friday. Going? Yeah. Happy Everybody. Friday. Very good. Dude, she's not Veronica. That's Joanna. That's Joanna. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Juan? Hey, uh, so uh, I'm going to try to make it short. So I went up for a uh, promotion. It's called uh, BTZ, Below the Zone. Okay. It's a military thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> so there's uh, there's three different shops. It's, uh, it's called Two Chiefs. Specs and ammo, or weapons, I mean. Okay. And um, they always, t- they from the get-go, they told me, so don't get your hopes up, because if there's a female going, she's going to win automatically, and then coochies are going to win automatically, because coochies 
other ones that do all the airframe on their aircrafts and this and that. Now, who so told you enough, the thing? Went, who told you the thing about the fe- that the females automatically going to get it? Did that come from? Uh, like- it came from our shop, sir. It came from my shop, from crew chiefs, and just up sub- supervision. Okay, so super and, uh, supervisors got you. Yes, sir. So we went up to a, it's called the board. So we went up to a board. Uh, we get questioned about different jobs or different uh, stuff that we write in a package. So at the end of the at the end of the time when we all got when it off was when it was all said and done, sure enough the female got it and the coochies got it. But now that it's been a couple months after it, the coochies and the female the female got it. She's out of the air force already. So I'm in the service. She's out of the air force already because she got pregnant and you get to get out if you're if you get pregnant and you're in the service you get to get out. So she got out. Okay. And then. The the man that got it on the other side, the coochies, they're uh, they're not up to par. They they don't they mess up and do things they shouldn't do. Okay. And I just want I just want to obviously it is what it is. I can always do what I gotta do because I know I my worth. But I don't know. I just want an opinion on that. What do you, what do you think? Well, I don't know the inner workings of how these things are done in the military. And it probably varies from workplace uh, to workplace. I think, you know, the military probably has, you know, its own set of rules and uh, values. And if the thing is, you know, we need to we need to promote a female in this case, then then that's not anything that I have a whole lot of, of experience with. Well, none in the military. So I don't know. What do other people say about that? I mean, you're probably not the I only person my, who's ever. My gone. biggest thing is not. I don't mean to like uh how can I say it is uh I'm not gonna hold nothing against no one, but I think where where it's due where credit's due is credit's done, oh like You I, you I, feel like you got you know, I get that you you feel like you got passed over unfairly and you may have. But I mean, do they have any any form of redress like is there any procedure you go to if you feel like hey i i really deserve to get this and i didn't no there's, yeah. there's no way to do that i kind of i it just i had you a gotta suspicion them in the next rank yeah right uh you know i guess my advice one would be my advice to anybody you're not always going to get a fair shake and you just keep you keep plugging away i mean you don't let it get you down and i think that eventually you know, hard work. I believe that hard work does pay off, and knowing what you're doing does pay off. And you know, and I, I certainly, I hope that's the the case with you, Juan. So don't get discouraged. I guess. I think that was, that was another question because at the end of the day, I didn't want to be like, you know, what, forget this, forget that person, and obviously, I love what I do. Yeah. Well, as long as you love, you know wanna... what, the best advice I ever got from somebody, Juan, was uh, they said. Find something that you love doing. That's half of the equation. If you can find somebody who will pay you to do something you love, then you got it made because you'll never really feel like you're working. But do you plan on on staying in the military uh, long term? Oh, that's the plan. Yeah. I, I would say just keep that. I imagine everybody has some kind of setback and probably everybody's got some kind of story of not getting treated fairly i bet that's happened to everybody every line of work and 
not knowing much about your situation, not knowing specifically the setting, because I was never in the military, but I would say the same as I give advice in any line of work, don't let it get you down, stay determined, be assertive, keep your nose to the grindstone. Yeah, I guess that was my biggest thing is not being able to, I just getting, I, I don't mean like I get upset at the time, so you're like, I try my best. Mm-hmm. You're going to be like, oh, forget these people. You know what I mean? I try my best, and they want to treat me like that. Yeah. But like you said, it's, it is, you got this. The all, right. Life is all about getting yeah. discouraged, but not yeah. letting the discouragement keep you down. Exactly. All right, Juan. I hope that helps. I, I know that I didn't have a whole lot of expertise or insight into that, but uh-huh, just as a fine. general, you know. All right. Thanks, Juan. And uh, best of luck to you. Happy Friday Friday to you, and Juan. it's Modelo time. Modelo time. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Juan. We'll see you. Thank you, sir. Okay. That is uh, Juan. He's just got to keep moving forward. Take it one step at a time. Yeah. One day at a time. One day a, at a time. Journey of a thousand miles starts with Juan's one step. step. You'll be number Juan sooner or later. All right, you ready? This for- has been therapy with Buzz Allen. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, sometimes that's the only thing you could do is just like, yeah, life sometimes isn't fair, but you can't give up. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. On the way, we've got a look at the Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. We got that on the way. Also, as they're uh, recommending, and they, I mean, National Institutes of Health, CDC, Dr. Fauci are recommending giving trick-or-treating a pass this year because of the pandemic. What are some other activities that you might be able to do, and which ones would you consider doing? We're going to have that coming up later. You going to get a costume? Yeah, I mean, I hadn't thought about it. Is there any way people are going to see the costume? I mean, I wouldn't get a costume if nobody's going to see it. I, I think guess. one of the big things, obviously, you could share it on social media. Nah, I probably would do it for that. Party. Really? Uh, I don't know. There have been Halloweens where I've had multiple Halloween costumes. Like one I'll wear to work. Do you remember when I dressed up like Colonel Sanders a uh-huh. few years ago? And then one that I wear in the parade. And uh, God, do you have any suggestions? No, because I, I was just having this conversation where my kid brought up, uh, how, I mean, she changes her mind daily on what the Halloween costume should be, which is, makes it difficult to actually lock in on anything. But she brought it up and I, I told her, I was like, I don't know if we're going to be doing costumes this year. Just, I mean, yeah, but kids, we're not going trick or treating. Kids like to wear costumes. Just Kids like to play dress up, especially little girls. Let her get a costume, yeah. you know. It's, uh, I mean, adults like to dress up in costumes now. It's called cosplay. Been working on my costume since two weeks ago. Can you give us a sneak preview? That's uh, the May Queen from Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you, oh but you were going to be the bear. Sweet. I'm going to be the bear. <laughs> I'm going to be the guy inside the bear. Wear your bear costume the day yeah. before Halloween, and I'll wear mine. There you go. i got to get to work on a bear costume. <laughs> Or maybe I want to be like the old guy in the cliff. <laughs> the oh, old me and, me and Lisa will be the old couple on the cliff. <laughs> Did you guys ever see Midsummer? No. Nope. No. It is one oh, of the God. eeriest, creepiest. Like everything about it is just weird and off-putting. It's great, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, let's get a look at what's on uh, TV today on Amazon streaming the series premiere of Utopia, a conspiracy thriller about a group of comic book nerds who realize that the comic's plot to destroy humanity is real. John Cusack and Rain Wilson star. Hey, there you go. On Netflix series premiere of Sneakerheads, which stars Alan Maldonado as a stay-at-home dad who is trying to hunt down a pair of very rare shoes. I don't know if you know the sneakerhead phenomenon. Like there are people oh, yeah. who that's mm-hmm. that's their thing. They, they oh yeah, shoes. that was a that was a pretty big plot line uh, in at least one episode of Entourage, where they're going through Los Angeles trying to find these limited edition sneakers. And Vince, you know that the main character who's like the big actor, he's willing to do things for his friend Turtle to try to get him these shoes. And ultimately, DJ AM got them. Rest in peace. Coming up on Animation Domination, your favorite Sunday night uh, cartoons are all back on Fox starting at 7 with the 32nd season premiere of The Simpsons. Second season premiere of Bless the Hearts. Uh, I recommend it. I enjoy Bless the Hearts. There's a lot of very sly uh, humor and that, uh, that Pakistani actor that's so great. Camille Nanjiani plays Jesus. <laughs> uh, followed by the 11th season premiere of Bob's Burgers Woo-hoo! and the 19th season premiere of Family Guy. It's all part of Animation Domination this Sunday on Fox. Sunday on FX, the fourth season premiere of Fargo. I never really got into uh, Fargo as a TV series. Isn't Chris Rock in it? Yeah, yeah Chris Rock is, is And the, he's also going to be hosting Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. A week from Saturday, Saturday Night Live returns with new episodes in the uh, studio, and it will be Chris Rock hosting Saturday Night Live. Sunday on Showtime, a movie that's already controversial. Brendan Gleeson stars as Donald Trump. In the Comey Rule, it's a two-night event starring Jeff Daniels as former FBI Director James Comey and Brendan Gleeson as Donald Trump. So Donald Trump is being played by Mad-Eye Moody from the Harry Potter movies. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Just some things you might want to check out on television, or you might want to give them a pass. Whichever you choose is fine. Well, I know... Jo- Joanne and Lisa especially are coffee fans. Mm-hmm. There's on. a new flavored creamer out. Coffee Mate's Ooh. new creamer is flavored like, are you sitting down? <laughs> coffee. I That's did right. see this. Coffee flavored coffee creamer. What? The newest line of coffee creamers <laughs> uh, will be classic Colombian or Italian espresso. So I guess you could just brew your regular american crap coffee right mm-hmm. put this in there it'll make it oh like a better much, taste it's a supposed better taste, to enhance it and make it taste like real good coffee all right Not or bad. you could just buy really good, <laughs> good coffee co- well you could but who would want to do that <laughs> not me if i gotta wait in the line <laughs> Let's go ahead and get to our Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. Today is September the 25th. Wow, this this month has flown by. But I feel like I'm saying that about every month more and more. Mm-hmm. Today is Hug a Vegetarian Day. Yeah. Not too hard. 
They are very uh, fragile. <laughs> you might bruise them. They bruise like an old banana. They got brittle bones. You just want to be real careful when you hug a vegetarian. I think I know a vegetarian. I got some vegan friends. Do they count? No. Oh, they, they're super vegan. They're super vegetarians, <laughs> yeah. Come here, Binks. Let me give you a hug. Just pretend that you're hu- hugging like a newborn baby deer, okay? Today is National Lobster Day. Today is National Quesadilla Day. Quesadilla. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dang quesadilla. I will have the quesadilla, and she will have something of equal or lesser value. Is that Reno 911? Yeah. <laughs> Today With, is uh, Carlos Alas Rocky. Today is Native American Day. And I'm going to observe Native American Day by rooting against whoever is playing the Washington D.C. foot or rooting against the Washington D.C. football team. Whoever's playing them, I'm going to go for them. Uh, today is World Pharmacist Day as well. Birthdays include, and and starting with our first celebrity birth date, if somebody had to ask me to list like who I think the most talented people in America are. On my short list of most talented people would be Donald Glover. Also uh, dude, I, that's literally the name that just popped into my head before you said it. Just as far just as, as far as talent goes, comedic timing, acting abilities, music, rapping abilities, just dance, music, music, everything. Everything. Man. He's an all-around entertainer. Mm-hmm. He's like our generation, Sammy Davis Jr. So Donald Glover, also known as Childish Gambino. Can we push for either a series or even just a movie for Lando? You know, good at it. I've heard so much good stuff about Atlanta that I'm thinking of catching up. And, uh, you know, that's that was created by him and stars him. Uh, so D- Donald Glover is 37 today. Catherine Zeta-Jones, the actress who's married to Michael Douglas, is 51. And Michael Douglas is 76. They share a birthday. Different decades. Vastly different decades, but they share <laughs> the actual birth date. The Fresh Prince himself, Will Smith, is having a birthday. He's 52. And NBA Hall... Still looks 25. I know. He looks so good. He, we, we were watching that uh, Parents Just Don't Understand video yesterday, and it's, it's shocking how little Will Smith has changed. Mm-hmm. Scottie Pippen, NBA Hall of Famer, and um, what, six-time uh, world champion? With the Bulls, Scottie Pippen is 55 today. Heather Locklear is 59. She was on Melrose Place and Dynasty, among other things. Actor Michael Madsen is 63. Brandon, quick Reservoir Dogs quiz. Which character did Michael Madsen play? Um, Well, he wasn't... Was he Mr. Brown? No, Steve Buscemi was Mr. Br- no, Mr. Brown. No, Steve Buscemi was Mr. Pink. Pink, right? Because why do I got to be pink? Yeah, was he Mr. Brown? <laughs> he was Mr. Blonde. Blonde, that's mm-hmm. it. God, I got to watch that again. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. That's such a good movie. Mark Hamill, who played Luke Skywalker and the Joker on the cartoons, is sixty-nine. He is a national treasure. And actor Anson Williams, who played Potsy on Happy Days, is seventy-one. Barbara Walters, creator of The View, is 91 today. Oh, I should have mentioned today is also National Comic Book Day. 
So some interesting dates in history I want to tell you about. 94 years ago, Henry Ford established the eight-hour-a-day, five-day work week. Up until then, it was pretty standard to work six days a week and like 12 hours a day. And Henry Ford said, you know what? I'm introducing this thing. You're going to work eight hours. You're going to have two days off. That was 94 years ago. I really want to make a push that on the 100th anniversary, we haven't really changed that in 100 years. Somebody needs to take the bull by the horns. I mean, Henry Ford did it virtually single-handedly. Wouldn't it be nice if we went to a four-day, six-hour-a-day mm-hmm. work week? Come on. I know you may think that sounds crazy, but Henry Ford did it 94 years ago on this date. We just need a visionary. Hopefully not anti-Semitic, but a visionary like Henry <laughs> Ford. 50 years ago, the Partridge family debuted on ABC. This is the 40th anniversary of Led Zeppelin drummer John Bonham dying. Uh, He died after downing 40 shots of vodka, among other things, and he went out with uh, the the most stereotypical rock and roll way to die. Uh, The group chose to disband after losing their drummer 40 years ago today, and John Bonham was only 32 when he died. And 39 years ago in 1981, I think this is especially timely, not just because it's the anniversary, but because uh, Justice Ginsburg passed away. Sandra Day O'Connor on this date was sworn in as the first female justice on the Supreme Court. She was appointed by President Ronald Reagan. She retired in 2006, and her seat went to Justice Alito. So there was some overlap there. You get you had Sandra Day O'Connor. She was on the... Uh, bench for 15 years or more with Justice Ginsburg. Now you have uh, other female justices who are on there, but Sandra Day O'Connor was the first. Fun fact, Sandra Day O'Connor grew up around this area and attended Texas Western, which is now known as UTEP, as part of her undergraduate studies. If you want to find out more about Sandra Day O'Connor, go to the library. No, I'm just kidding. Nobody goes to the library. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Here's the latest nationwide COVID uh, data. New daily cases in the United States. uh, 45,355 new cases reported yesterday. And I had said that it looks like the number of deaths right now is pretty steadily around 1,000. So it was... It was a thousand and some the day before today, nine hundred forty-three new deaths. So, you know, if you just kind of want an idea of of how many deaths from COVID nineteen are happening, a uh, thousand is a pretty good round number, and hopefully it won't it won't keep going that way. But they say that there could be twenty four thousand more deaths in the U S. Uh, before the end of October. Total uh, numbers of deaths in the U.S. attributed to COVID-19 now 207,500. And worldwide, I I know uh, they always have these numbers as, you know, grim milestones. Uh, We're at 987,700 deaths worldwide, so we'll probably be looking... At a million uh, before too long. 
Other uh, COVID-19 related stuff, a new luxury cruise line is trying to make a go of things by offering coronavirus insurance. If you buy the coronavirus insurance, you'll get free emergency evacuation services and transportation home if you come down with COVID-19 during your trip. What if the virus is slightly mutated and they're like, well, it's not technically COVID-19 because it's just uh, it's a little bit different now. So I would think if you, you got to pay us, if, if you had a life threatening illness on a ship, I think that just ought to be part of your ticket. You'd think nope. so, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. You would be surprised. Most trips, they make you, it's mandatory. You have to get insurance. Like when I went, when I was going to Ecuador, I had to get my insurance and it has a clause in there that it'll repatriate, repatriate you back to the United States if you die. But there's a lot of different conditions that are involved in it. And it only re, it'll only do it up to a certain amount of money. And so, does it only cover certain things, or does it? Yeah. Does it cover yeah, everything? And it'll be like, we'll send your body back, but we're keeping all your organs. <laughs> yeah, like Those there's are different. Ours now. There's yeah. different levels and different <laughs> amounts of money that they're willing to spend. So, like, if for instance you got lost, like say in a forest, and it's more difficult or more expensive, they could deny the policy. The insurance is ridiculous when it comes to this kind of stuff. I still I got insurance for one of my flights that I got, and I was supposed to go in April. Just because I was like, I don't know what's going on, but you know, I'm booking this flight anyways. Yeah, no, I never got my money. The insurance c- company denied it. Now it's interesting that you you mentioned a new mutation. Did you see the report? There is a new mutation. I had heard rumors that um, there were some studies being done, and it hasn't been peer reviewed yet, but that it's possible that COVID-19 has mutated. Well, it already has. There's six yeah. different strains Vi- of it. Viruses mutate, for yeah. sure. So it's There's not a complete There's six strains, because they said there was a European one, there was the Chinese one, then there was, actually, they found a different strain that had originated in Chicago. So it had mutated strictly, like, specifically in Chicago, and then came out of that area. So there's different strains out there, but... What the hell's going on in Chicago, man? Look, all I'm saying is if we get zombies, I hope it's Walking Dead zombies and not World War Z zombies. Yeah, yeah. if they Speed. start like climbing over gigantic walls by making an anthill. We're out. Or the so ones from uh, 30, 30 days later. Oh. I can't run, y'all. The new mutation that they're talking about is more contagious, but fortunately not more deadly. I guess if you got to put a silver lining on it, Sure. And doctors are seeing a huge increase in the number of people losing their hair during the pandemic. What? They believe it's... That's what happened! To you? <laughs> I've had COVID-19 for like 10 years! Yeah. They I believe it is due to the stress that they're seeing uh, an increase in the number of people who are losing their hair since about January of this year. Now, I want to let you guys know... Mm-hmm. Nico's supposed to come in later today. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nico got a haircut. Okay. Oh, no. Did he finally shave it? No. He thinks that what he went with looks good. Let's just let him believe that, okay? okay. Well, he better show up now. <laughs> yeah, now, now we got to see You can't this. tease that let, and then not have him show up. Let me just tell you that he did get his haircut, and he believes that it, it looks, looks good. good. Yeah. Did so, he get it professionally done? Or? Yeah, I oh. believe so. Looks like he paid for it. Well, his parents probably paid for it, but yeah, somebody <laughs> paid for it for sure. So, Money was exchanged yeah, for the service. Yeah, just try to. You know what? Just 
I know he's not listening. Just don't say anything, okay? Okay. Can I tell uh, him it looks be, really good? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you we can do it with a straight face. We should all just compliment him and be like, hey, it looks great. Yeah, but again, I'm not sure of your acting skills. I'm not sure yeah, you can do it with a straight true. face. Yeah, So It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we're going to talk about uh, Halloween. We're really close to October. We're going to uh, talk about some alternatives to trick-or-treating because it seems like that is... Probably going to be discouraged in most places. I mean, I, I'm sure people are going to go out trick or treating. Even if they're not going door to door to strangers, it's going to be, you know, kids are going to get candy somewhere probably. They got a list of uh, pet peeves that people have at golf. Golf.com asked its readers to share their biggest pet, pet peeves. They came out with a list of 28 pet peeves. And I, I narrowed it down to. Uh, 10. So Lisa and Joanna, I'll mention what people said their pet, pet peeves are about golf. About playing golf, not, mm-hmm. not watching it on TV. And you tell me if you have any idea uh, what I'm talking about, okay? Okay. Uh, stepping in your partner's line. <laughs> Does that make any sense? to? What do you think that means? Like- that, that would be fun. What do you think that refers to? Mm, like their line of sight for the ball? Oh, that's it could line. be. I was going to say, y'all doing cocaine out there? <laughs> Stepping on your partner's line. Come on, man. Watch where you're... Why? It's my fault for putting it on the ground. Yeah. No, that, it's usually talking about your putting line. So if you're on the green, it's it's rude to, to step in the line of where another player's putt is going to go. But yeah, uh, in their line of sight, I think, would also apply. Fivesomes. A lot of people find fivesomes to be annoying. (laughs) 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 Joanna, you could. That uh, is too many people on the golf course. (laughs) I've been in a few fivesomes before. Was it annoying? Probably to the people behind us. What do you? (laughs) So, what do you think is the appropriate amount? Four, and, yeah. and a lot of courses have okay. have rules. Yeah, that like you. That's the most. That's why, because yeah. isn't it golf carts? You can only fit four on it, anyways. Two. You fit two, so most people. Have, when two? you get to a con- oh, because I forgot you have the things in the back. Yeah, when you get to country clubs, like there are country clubs that let their members play five, six, seven. It's still annoying, even when it's at a country club. But, mm-hmm. um, not fixing pitch marks or replacing divots. Oh, put it. You have to put the grass back in. Yep. But if you're swinging the club right, <laughs> like like a pro or mm-hmm. like me, you take like this, me. <laughs> okay. You take this huge uh-huh. chunk of the fairway out with your swing. Joanna. Okay. So in Pretty Woman, when they're at the polo fields uh-huh. and they have everyone go back on the fields to flip the grass back in, uh-huh. with, that's what it is. Oh, okay. There you go. Got to give her a pop culture reference. Thank you. Not letting faster groups play through. Oh, like if you're taking too long, so like it can kind of back up. So like when you're playing on like an eight, like a, a golf course, if you're taking too long, there could be a group that's a little bit faster. So you can go, hey, yeah, you guys go ahead of us so that they can continue on to the next hole and you can continue on the one that you're on. This is my biggest wow. pet peeve and not from slower groups in it's front of me, but our from, boss. from us being the slow group. <laughs> and some of the people I play with would rather 
have these people sitting there waiting every shot. And I'm like, let them through. (laughs) Okay. Just let them through. Yeah. And they're like, it's our turn. They're on our tail. Uh Yeah. Guy, come on. Uh We're going to be out of here all day. They'll be gone in 30 seconds, man. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Empty ball cleaners. Joanna, any, any idea what that is? Who's so? So oh, the sorry. balls have to be cleaned. They sometimes. So you're saying the balls get dirty? They might. How yeah. dirty do they get? Well, if it's wet and muddy, they definitely could get mud all over them. But over the course of 18 holes, you're probably. Do you guys get a caddy when you guys go out, or no? Not, not at a public course. No. Oh, okay. Are you in charge of cleaning your own balls? <laughs> Mostly, yeah. Yeah. So like normally, if you have a ca- if you have a caddy, the caddy the might caddy clean. But that's the yeah. balls. Most public golf course players clean their own balls. The ones well, I there go these, to don't. You, <gasps> dirty balls. You got you you hang around with with guys with dirty balls. No, I said that. No, they have caddies that do it. Oh really? Do you remember where I grew up again? Oh right. Yeah, get the song. Get How the song. How could I forget? Get the song. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Every hole or sometimes every other hole, they've got this device where you put your golf ball in it. There's a hand crank on the side. You crank it and it'll clean the ball up real uh-huh. good. But if they don't put water and I think there's some kind of soapy mixture. It's in a there. polish. It's like a polish that they use for the yeah. balls. Oh, wow. And you, you, you put can it in clean the, the ball in the hole? Yeah, yeah. It only takes like two holes to dirty a ball. Yeah. So. And then you have to, there's like a scrubby brush to clean those balls, Joanna. That's and the more see. strokes you have, chances are the dirtier a ball is going to get. Mm hmm. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> you get mud, dirt, caked on your balls after a while. Go ahead and uh-huh. save that. Brand. It can get so bad. There's a clip that was saved earlier this week of Joanna doing something very similar to that. <laughs> My weird. <laughs> what is that? Let me hear. Ready? <laughs> what was I doing there? I don't know. If you let, don't know what you're doing here either. (laughs) If you let your balls get too dirty, you'll forget they were ever white to begin with. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, what's next? Halloween ideas. Oh, that was it. That was it for the ball quiz or the golf quiz. Yeah, I think you got their attention. You should have started with the ball quiz. That had their attention like right away. Yeah. Were those any of your? Pet peeves on the golf the, course. The one about not letting faster players through. We're never the faster players, but we are definitely the players that hold <laughs> up other players. But I play with guys that don't. One guy really. The Ooh. one guy that. Do- and I would rather just like to. they're on the tee box. Yeah. We haven't hit our second shot. Just let them through. Rams a smash French row. Earlier this week, the CDC released a bunch of Halloween guidelines, and the big takeaway was that trick or treating is risky this year. I mean, for it's your, risky every year. Maybe for strangers' sure. houses. Maybe for your be? kids, but but really for older folks that might go to the door and interact with trick-or-treaters. So it's a drag. Here are a bunch of fall activities you might be able to do, depending on where you live. So tell me if you plan to do any of these. Visiting a pumpkin patch or an apple orchard. Okay, I could see that. Thinking about it. I think about oh, doing the pumpkin I patch. really want to do the apple. Oh. Where's orchard. the Where's the apple up by Cloudcross? Yeah. Yeah. 
we got a couple of pumpkin patches in New Mexico that are going to be open. I, I don't know about in Texas. I believe the city in which we live, they're all closed, aren't they? I think so, I yeah. I think, yeah. I'm going to put it in here. It doesn't say, but the uh, the corn mazes, I think I've already seen that some of the corn mazes are going to be operational. So a lot of times the pumpkin patch and the corn maze are right there together. Mm-hmm. Carving or decorating pumpkins at home or outside yeah, at a safe still, distance. You could still get them at the grocery store. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're like still all out. So even, right now. Yeah, so even if you don't want to go to a pumpkin patch, you could still pick one up while you're at the grocery store. Decorating your house or apartment. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you done it yet? No, but we're planning on it, man. You got a theme or just general uh, I can't tell you seasonal decoration? I'm anticipating LED lights coming in. All right. So super yeah. excited. Having a virtual Halloween costume contest over Zoom. Yeah. That I would sounds just incredibly use a lame. Incredibly lame. Yeah, just use a filter. Like, look, look I'm, at a, me. I'm a puppy you dog. Change, look at my tongue. Yeah, you could change your look every mm-hmm. couple of minutes. Doing a Hollywood movie night, or excuse me, a Halloween movie night with the people you live with. Yeah. Joanna does that the entire month, right? Or yeah. Brandon usually does it. We do that the entire month. I thought Joanna did that the entire Joanna year. Joanna does that all yeah. year long. Here's an idea. Instead of trick-or-treating, hide candy around your house or backyard like it's Easter. No. I already That's hide sad. it in the house for my nephews. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention, what if you forget one piece I and it just melts? one one time. Yeah. Well, same thing with later. an egg. What if you forget an egg? We Usually the eggs just have money or something in them, right? All right, here's no another... Well, we would do, we, yeah, we would do, we would do uh, hard-boiled eggs. Oh. Here's another so suggestion for alternatives to trick-or-treating. Heat up some hot cocoa or yeah. apple cider mm. and have a family game night. Isn't that what we've been doing since March? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, you're adding in. The, don't forget, you're adding in the hot cocoa and the cider. That's what makes it fall. Yeah, ours was White Claws with <laughs> family game nights. I've really been wanting to have a game night since I've started watching the first season of S Creek again. Nice. Yeah. What do you think, Joanna? You want to have a game night? Yeah, while we watch S Creek. Yeah, S Creek game night. <laughs> How about the new mass Singer? <gasps> new really episode good. of The Boys last night. I watched uh, half of it. It's crazy how they say... Very like, violent, very bloody episode. New episodes on Friday. No, they're not, though. It's on Thursday. They're on Thursday. They're yeah. just some of the ideas that look, you might... It's the gift of the pandemic. Let it happen. That's true. Mm-hmm. I, ha- look, I have an even better idea that's going to substitute trick-or-treating this year. Okay. What? I'm not going to tell you yet. We're going to break and then we're going to come back. <laughs> okay. Oh. We're going to break. We're going to come back. We're going to find I out just, what Brandon's idea I just idea. thought of this this morning, and, I th- and, I, and as I was thinking of it, I'm like, this is actually a pretty stinking good idea. Stand by. Oh, we're going to hear. We're going to hear Brandon's great idea for a new Halloween tradition since uh, trick-or-treating is being discouraged. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, Brandon, you had another suggestion for Halloween activity. It's, that is not trick-or-treating. It's, yeah, it's ultimately to replace trick-or-treating. Let me just uh, give you the details here. It's the CDC put out its first Halloween guidelines, and they're saying that the following things should be avoided. Trick-or-treating, indoor parties, indoor haunted houses, and hay rides or tractor rides with strangers. CDC says that those are all high-risk activities and should be avoided. Meantime, a recent survey said that almost a quarter of Americans are still planning to take kids trick-or-treating this year. 23%. 
of Americans say that they're still planning to take their kids trick-or-treating, uh, which is down from 29% last year. You'd think it might be lower, though, since you know the CDC is officially saying don't. You know, come on, don't do it this year. Well, and think about what about trick-or-treating is kind of the, the, the big no-no or the thing that could potentially spread the virus. And it's a giant bowl of candy. And whether the person is reaching in and grabbing it and putting it in your, your, um, your bucket or if you're reaching into the bowl and then putting it in your bucket, either way, you're all kind of touching the same thing, which is what you don't ultimately want. Now, if it's your family members... That's not so bad because you're already in the same house, right? Okay. You're already in close proximity. So this is going to take a little bit of work, but hopefully people are willing to to do this because this year is vastly different. I'm just trying to set the mood so everybody knows we're talking about Halloween. Halloween. I don't know about you guys, but we're still planning on decorating our house. I think we're going to try to go even bigger than normal this year nice. just because... You got well, the time? <laughs> yes, we do. You make you make do with what you can do, right? Exactly. So what you can do is you create either bingo cards or just a list of kind of generic Halloween items. Skulls, bats, witches, ghosts, th- things of this sort. Severed body parts? Exactly. Okay. And, you can, and you can go as in-depth as you want. And I'm going to start creating an article at uh, buzzadamshow.com for this. And what the parents will do is you are the ones that have to, you buy the bag of candy. And what you do is when you just walk around your neighborhood or you can go find a neighborhood that's very well decorated because everybody has those neighborhoods. Like we don't, we would never trick or treat in our neighborhood because nobody really did anything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we could go around and there was a few houses maybe, but... It would it, like we would stop at maybe five houses, and that's it. You know what I've found? The fancier the neighborhood, the less into Halloween they are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you nah, got to go to a good blue uh, collar middle class neighborhood. No, because there's there's one of the neighborhoods that we go to is a more upper class uh, neighborhood. Some pretty expensive houses, and they go all out. Really? So that's where we go for trick or treating. So I'm hoping that a place like that, they would be willing to still go all out for the decorations. Now, the house isn't the one giving the candy. The parents are. But the reason for the bingo card is that if you have a bingo card and you see you go up to this house and there's a skull up there, the kid gets a piece of candy because that house has something on their list or that house has something on their bingo card. So you're still getting the candy aspect. You're still handing it. You're still getting the walk with the family as you're going through the neighborhoods. But the main thing that you don't have to worry about is ringing a doorbell that a hundred other kids have touched or reaching into a bowl of candy that a hundred and other people have had their hands in and you're keeping it with your family, but you're still getting that experience. You're still getting out and looking at the, uh, the decorations and you're experiencing Halloween. Well, doing a scavenger hunt was on this list of alternate, uh, things to do for Halloween. I didn't, I, I didn't include it though, but they say just take the kids with a list of fall themed things to look for. And walk around outdoors like a pumpkin on a porch or leaves that are a certain color. Oh, that sounds so lame. I like, your, I like what you're doing better. But see, and, that's, and you're sort of eliminating that. And Andrea in the, in the Facebook chat says, uh, but we all go to Walmart and grocery shopping and restaurants and our kids are in school and everyone is touching everything. So what's the difference? Well, the difference here Limiting. is, yeah, you're, you want to limit the amount of contact. 
But I don't know about you, but when I go to the grocery store, A, I'm sanitizing my hands constantly. We're not gonna, you're not going to sanitize your kids' hands every single time ringing a doorbell or reaching into a, a, a bowl for candy. And when you're at the store and you pick something off the shelf, chances are a hundred other people haven't touched that item. You're trying to lessen the odds. This whole, well, if we're already doing this, we might as well do this over here. It's just, it's silly. You can't, you can't think like that. The whole point is to lower the odds of coming into contact with it. Well, I think uh, like a, another concern would be if your kids are in, going to school, they're probably not coming into contact with a lot of senior citizens. But if you're going door to door, you might have mm-hmm. a senior citizen who loves Halloween and yeah, loves that. You know, or maybe it's one of these people that doesn't really buy into the whole thing, and you know, they answer the door. Your kid sneezes or coughs. You give you know some older person. Once again, the whole thing about social distancing and mask is is to protect yourself, but more importantly. To protect other people, especially people that are in the highest risk categories, which which your older neighbors uh, definitely are, and it's to, and it's to lower the odds of contact with just the, the virus in general. And when the kids are going to school, they're going to be distanced from each other. They're going to be sanitizing everything. Hopefully, everything is going to be done properly. But out trick or treating, that can't be guaranteed. You're not. It's it's not a for sure thing, and nothing is one hundred percent. If you're like, well. If we're already doing this over here, we might as well go do this over here. That's kind of the reason the numbers still keep going up because you're not looking at it as far as percentages and being able to lower that percentage. I would feel it riskier would be bars having costume contests or Mm -hmm. big indoor parties. I think the big indoor parties with with adults is probably uh, even riskier. But there's there's no there's no reason not to just take the CDC's advice on this stuff. Here's the telephone number, 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. And uh, sometimes people can't go on if you're not able to go on, but you want to give us a message. we got another line for that. It's the neck line. You can leave a message, and we might play it back. 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. And you could call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Also, uh, sometimes people can't go on, but uh, they just want to leave a message with Joanna to pass on to us. So now mm-hmm. we have the technology to do that. So I think we have one of the calls. Somebody was out the door, running late, but wanted to say something. All right, let's hear that. Okay, hi. I was calling because I don't want to be on the. I don't really want to talk on the air, but um, my brother is coming to visit. And he never voted, and now he's deciding he's voting for Trump. And I got to figure out a way to talk to him without getting in an argument. Wondering if you guys have any advice. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Love the show. All right. Thank you. All right. That was Joanna laughing you can in, hear the Joanna in the background. <laughs> um, Don't talk politics. Are you my? Are you talking about my brother? What's going on here? <laughs> could you could you tell it, her brother's never voted because he's never been interested in voting, or he just turned eighteen? I she didn't she say, didn't specify, but I guess he maybe never voted before, and now he's decided I'm going to vote this time because he wants to vote for Trump. Um, that's what I concluded. Interesting. From that I don't think if anybody's determined to do something at this point, I don't think there's anything. It's not like yeah. it's not like you're going to tell anybody. The stuff that Trump says, and they're going to be like, "What? He is disrespectful to women." Yeah, I didn't know, know that. Come See, on, uh-huh. people who are going to vote for Trump, no, they already know. Yeah, what they're what they get. 
See, I mean, that, he doesn't make any secret about it. I think it's kind of because mm-hmm. this is what I deal with a lot. Like my best friend is a very and her whole family they're very devout Trump supporters. Uh, my brother also is a devout Trump supporter. Um, I, so I do. I know a lot of people who are like this, but it, it you get to the point where one is it worth it to argue? Because at this point, if they are supporting and they are going to be voting for this person, there's probably not a lot that you're going to say that's going to sway yeah. them. And is it worth it for you to potentially ruin a relationship with this person? I, I if you're would, stuck with them for life. Like I, my best friend, I've known her since we were three months old. So, I, you know, at this point, she's my sister. We're stuck together for life. Mm-hmm. My brother, I genuinely am related to. So we're stuck together <laughs> for life. Uh, so for us, we just kind of, I kind of just leave it as, you know what? Agree to disagree and just move on. And I, sometimes I do get mad and I'll snap and I'll say things. And, you know, like, and so there'll be months where my best friend and I have stopped talking like for two months uh, <laughs> because... Uh, like, for instance, when he was banning all the, you know, S-hole countries from coming here and she said something about her aunt. And I was like, yeah, too bad. She's from one of those S-hole countries. Right. And then she hung up on me and I didn't talk to her for two months. Um, <laughs> a, a lot of people. So wanna, snap. <laughs> some people want to know, you know, what what happened? Because it, it seems with me like I was not a big Obama supporter. I didn't I didn't you know, I didn't talk a lot about. Obama, either positive or negative. I guess I could give you an example. In the 2016 election, when you contrast the character of the two men, uh, Donald Trump and Obama, and one just like solid moment where I thought, gee, I really respect this guy's character a lot more than I respect the other right. guy's character, was the way that they handled. Uh, protesters so here's obama somebody was heckling him he was doing a speech for you know in favor of hillary and there was a heckler who was an older man in the crowd this is how our former president handled it all right so that was how (laughs) that was how obama around the same time trump was doing campaigns and there would be protesters there and i just compared that to the way that trump talks about people that protested at one of his events I mean, you just put those two side by side, and I just identify more with one person's approach and the guy not resorting to violence. Yeah, I, that's who I identify with, and you know, it was something as simple as that. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. As I've always said, when we have calls, I like to go to the calls. I, you know, I know people got important stuff to do and can't just be waiting on hold all day. So mm-hmm. let's say hi to Chris. Hi, Chris. Hey, Buzz. Hey, guys. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. What's up? Oh, um, just sitting in the H-E-B parking lot, and I was listening to you guys. Wait, H-E-B? H-E-B parking lot? Lucky. I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, remind me to come back and talk about the, the special commemorative Texas Coke cans that they have at H-E-B. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's neither here nor there, I'm sure, Chris. So what's going on? <laughs> um... Well, uh, before you guys went to commercial break, you were talking about, uh, or not talking about, it was the lady who left a message talking about her brother uh-huh. um, voting Trump, um, and it was his first time, um, and she was wanting to, I guess, convince him, and I mean, I, I feel for her because my husband, he's, um, you know, he voted in the last 
election for him. And, um, you know, at that time I was like, he, he's a bad dude, you know. He's, <laughs> this is he's not, not a good choice to be the leader of our yeah. country, right. Yeah, and he's like, no, no, you know, um, I like his policies. He's, he's um, <clears throat> different. He's not owned by, you know, yada, yada, yada. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely heard it all. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, um, you know, out of his family and, and in my family, he's the only one who's ever voted for him. So he's, he's very much an outcast. Oh, um, blackball. Yeah. Yeah. No, listen, yeah. I, there are relationships that have been yeah. compromised because of this specific thing we're talking about, for sure. Now, I don't know. I mean, you guys might still be solid, but I'm talking about like family members that are kind of, uh, you know, they might still get invited to events, but definitely you avoid talking about politics around them, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes we'll. I mean, in the very, like, 2016, we fought, you know, mm-hmm. trying to duke out our views and, and such. But mm-hmm. now we kind of avoid it or we're sort of, you know, more level-headed. But um, Is he like still is, he, is he still on the MAGA train? Unfortunately, although um, he doesn't pay attention to what's going on. So that kind of frustrates me. Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. what what you're describing, and I'm sure your husband is a good dude. I'm sure he is. You wouldn't be with oh, him yeah. otherwise. But when you, <laughs> I'm not saying that he is in a cult, but I'm saying when you have a cult mentality around uh, a leader, you don't care about the facts. You just care about your guy. You know, it's like you don't have to follow all this stuff. Also, a lot of the people in this particular cult think that everything negative is a lie and aren't willing to see. So it doesn't surprise me that your husband isn't isn't keeping up what what's going on. His mind is made up. Exactly. Yeah, and I think he gets off Facebook because you know of all the unrest in the country and and like you know uh, he feels, I guess, because they lump. Anyone who votes for Trump into that, the crazies, you know, they all think they're all crazy. And he's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know. You know I think it really depends on where you live because there are plenty of places in our listening areas where you're, you're crazy. If, if, you're, if you're going for Biden or if you're not on the Trump train, you're the crazy one, just depending on where you are. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. And, you know, um, he uh, he wasn't used to me like giving my opinion about Trump, but like after he uh, gassed the peaceful protesters in June, that just like well, don't forget he had to fire. go. He had to go and hold a, a Bible upside down in front of a church that oh, he'd oh, never been in. So. Yes, yes, <laughs> but you know that that like okay, you're friends with me on Facebook. You can go on there and look at my artwork. But I was like, you know what? This my grandfather did not fight in World War II for, you know, just, it just, like, set me off. So I, I, I painted him with his little Bible upside down on fire and on top of body bags. And, you know, I was listening to a song where it's like, and the party goes on and on. And my husband's like, where is this coming from? I'm like, I Anger. depressed yeah. so much. <laughs> I don't even, I mean, really, 
I, I'm past anger. I'm just at like sadness level whenever you know. You're going through the stages it. of grief. I, I really, I think I am. But are you prepared yeah. for the outcome in November if it doesn't go the way that you're hoping? Um, I'm. I'm not sure. I think I'm kind of like sort of numb. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think uh, you're. I think the a lot of a big swath of the country is kind of numb at this point. I hope it doesn't work against us. Yeah, I agree. You know, and I'm just, you know, hopefully it it does turn, you know, in our favor. But I don't know. It's. It, I mean, I re- I, I got to be honest with you. I really see it at this point. Is you're voting whether you're going to support this one individual guy or whether you're going to vote on the side of your country. So, you know, to me, it's just, you know, it's a choice of patriotism here because we are going the wrong, wrong direction, and we've been headed that way for four years. So, all right, Chris, well, listen, I got, uh, on a bright note, I heard from a friend that I, I probably haven't spoken to in five years, so we'd never talked politics before, and they were, they shared with me, you know, I, I voted for Trump in 2016, but I'm I'm not going to vote for him again. I think that's the first time I've ever heard anybody. I don't think I've ever talked to anybody who was on board with Trump and then switched over. You're missing the There's brighter, very few, but you're missing the brighter point for her, man. What's that? She's at an HEB. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you are at an HEB. Completely honest here. I you know got how... to go to one when I was in Austin this past weekend, and it's glorious. Mm-hmm. HEB and Bucky's are amazing. Right. Yeah. So count what your blessings. What you going to get there? Count you, your blessings. Are you working Chris. or are you just going to go shopping? Um, I'm going grocery shopping. I need to get teething tablets for our toddler because oh. he's like gnawing at everything. So oh, we had to get those like, for Buzz oh. when he lost his teeth. So yeah, we understand. True. <laughs> true. Okay. All right. Thank you, Chris, for the call. All right. Thank you guys so much. All right. I appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, here is our friend Sid, who's calling hey, in. Sid. Hey, Sid. What's up? Hey, how's going? Good. Good. What's going on? I thought I got a question because I, I was listening to the, the, the last lady that just got off. And the thing is, when, you know, you say, well, Trump supporters and you'll, you know, you'll give your point of view of what we are. But at the same time, don't you think that we can think the same thing about, uh, you know, about uh, Biden supporters or, or, you know, whoever's running at the time, Hillary or Biden now? Um, because, like I said, the thing is, you know, I've listened to you guys for so long, you know, and and I listen to your point of view. And my opinion, that doesn't make you a bad person. That's just mm-hmm. your point of view. Right. No, I wouldn't say you're bad. I'm saying you're, you've been deluded and you've been conned okay. by a world-class con artist. Okay, I mean, that doesn't make you a bad person. Okay, Buzz, but you made a comment about patriotism. Uh, went, uh, right before you got off with the other lady, and it's not right for you or me or anybody to make a comment about somebody else's patriotism. You, you see what I'm saying? I paid my dues. Mm-hmm. Well, I was talking about your personal patriotism. At some point, you've got to look at this and say, rather than party, I'm looking at what's good for the country. And I look here. Here's the thing, Sid. I think there are a lot of Trump supporters, and maybe you're not in this boat. If you're not, good for you. But a lot of Trump supporters are just willing to ignore reality and just ig- totally ignore the facts. You know, ignore that Trump said in February that this was a dangerous pandemic and it was much more dangerous than the flu. And then he went out. You know, how do you ignore stuff like that and still support the guy? 
yeah, okay, then then let's do this. You bring that up, but when he wanted to shut down the country, the Democrats were going, oh, no, 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 we can't do this. We can't. Trump never wanted to shut down the country. Uh, when I'm, talk- I'm talking about letting people in the country. When he shut everything down and then uh, people are saying, well, he still let a bunch of people in. And, and of course, they're U.S. citizens. They have the right to come in the country. But the thing I'm saying is you've never heard me say anything derogatory about your point of view or any Democrat's point of view. But yet we hear you do it all the time about us. And I'm trying to figure out how, how that works. You know, like I said, you know, because the one thing that sticks in my craw is the fact when you made the comment about your opinion, I lost 15 IQ points. Well, you don't know how smart or how dumb I am. No, I have no idea, but whatever that estimation would have been, it's like minus 15 at this point. I, I'm just telling you, you know, that's I kind of deduct points based on if people are still supporting this guy at this point. I, I think you you're not processing facts. Okay, then let me let me ask one question because I know you got other people and you got things going on. When um, you know, like with this with this uh, election, you know, the questions about is he going to go quietly into the night or is he going to you know raise an uproar? Um, more specifically, when you're looking at the Supreme Court justice, you know, nomination, the thing I'm trying to figure out is. It's 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 all a game on both the Democrats and the Republicans, because when the Democrats were trying to get their guy in on the last go around with Obama, they were all for it. It doesn't make a difference that we're within the last year of Obama's election or excuse me, uh, presidency. They were all for him trying to get somebody into the, the Supreme Court. Now they flip the coin and they're, they're, they're looking at it from the opposite perspective, just as we are. Now, what I'm trying to say is everything that you say about Trump and your dislike or disdain for him, some of us have the same disdain for O'Biden. But for some reason, we're wrong. Did you say O'Biden? No, he said Obama. No, he said O'Biden. No, I think you said, said O'Biden, Sid. He misspoke. Who cares? Yeah, that's not the point of his argument. Of, of Biden, not O'Biden. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay, so the the thing I'm trying to say is everything that you disagree with us, it, you know, nobody's focusing on this aspect because, they, you know, there's so many different things. Black Lives Matter. Well, you know what? From what I see, from my point of view, the only two things that matter are, uh, in my opinion, there is no white privilege. There is rich privilege and there is uh, uh, political privilege. So I think, in my opinion, when I see all this stuff, I think Trump is more on our side for the average person. Everything that you're saying derogatory about Trump, we focus or, you know, people that follow Trump think that the Democrats are the same way. This is well, just- there's, look, Sid, there's just no there's no equivocating the two things. I mean, the things that Trump has done, his already signaling that he's not going to accept the outcome of the election. This is different than any Democrat or Republican president ever no, no, in history. No, it's not. No, it's not, because you already got Hillary going, oh, Obama better not give, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, Biden better not, you know, submit. He needs to fight it. Oh, Sid, it's is not- is Hillary running this year? Okay. Is Hillary the candidate? Listen to me. The- yeah, no, I, but I don't think she's on the ballot. But the Democrats are doing the same thing. 
and you refuse to focus on that. You know, you think that the Democrats are going to say, oh, okay, Trump won, we'll, we'll pack our bags and go home now. Heck no, they're going to fight it just as much as Trump will. All right, Sid, I see where, you, I see where you're coming from. I, I got to tell you, I think it's just a, a separate fantasy land when you look at the facts. I want to remind you that I am a registered Republican. I had only voted for Republican candidates before this. And name only, Buzz. And you know I. I know I'm a rhino and a cuckservative. I've I've heard it all. It's very impressive. But did you hear that I said? But I respect your point of view. You didn't hear that, did you? But I did say it. Well, I thank you for that. But you can't respect my point of view. You can agree that I might be wrong, but you don't have to degrade us for not for not agreeing with you. Um. All right. I I respect your right to be wrong. Okay. All right. Hey, you guys have a good weekend. All right. right? Okay. Thanks. We'll see you, Sid. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right. Let's get a few phone calls. Telephone number is eight four four three zero five six two one zero. That's eight four four three zero five six two ten. And we got. uh, Looks like Jay. Hi, Jay. Hey, Buzz. What's up? What's going on, Jay? Not a whole lot. First and foremost, I want to thank you and the whole morning show. Y'all sent me a mask for free. It is one of the best masks that I've ever gotten so far. Wait, I want to make sure I heard that right. Did you say it's one of the best masks? <laughs> one of the best masks. Yeah, so right. Far. I that. Thank you for bringing that up. Those were quality masks. You yeah, I love those masks. I've always got my fingers crossed when we give anything away because I'm afraid it might be a little chintzy, but it is the best mask that yeah. I've tried so far is the morning show mask. So you're welcome. Oh, yeah. You're very welcome, Jay. Yes, and I've used it in my restaurant, and I loved it, and it's amazing. <laughs> so, but on that note, <laughs> I I, <laughs> I feel I feel that that last caller said. I mean, as much as I appreciate that he was what he was trying to do, I, I feel like that's kind of the norm of most people right now. Is oh well, you know, look at what I did, but look at what our people did, but look at what. The Democrats did. Look at what the Republicans did. It's all pointing fingers at who did what, where, when, why, and how, and it's ridiculous. It is. Well, what to you, Jay? What's what's ridiculous about it? Well, for one, we all know. If, if you don't know, then you already should know. But anything that Trump has said, it's probably true. I mean, this guy said he's going to. Grab girls by the, you know what? Yeah, he probably did that. Oh yeah, he did that. Right. The, the I, th- I think what you're getting at, Jay, is a is a point that I've noticed. Trump supporters say they love how he says what he means, but every time he says something, they say he didn't mean that. I don't get how the, both things can be true. Well, it's like I looked at somebody the other day and I said, "Look, you're telling me that Trump says the virus is not that bad." They're like, "Yeah." I said, "So." You- do you believe that Trump said that grab her by the hoo-ha thing? Oh, yeah, they recorded it. I said, well, didn't they record him saying that the virus is bad? Oh, uh, well, you know, I mean, it's like, either way, Trump supporter or Biden supporter, it's more of a human life. There's 200,000 people dead, and you're telling me that your guy's the best guy. Yeah. Nobody besides Trump and people who have really drank the the orange Kool-Aid are saying that 
that we have done a good job in this country. Nobody in other countries is saying that. Nobody in the CDC. Nobody, nobody's saying that Trump did a great job except for Trump and the people well, that get paid to, to back up what he says. I mean, speaking of the orange Kool-Aid, look at, look at the guy who actually did the orange Kool-Aid, the Jonestown guy. <laughs> People followed him to the end, drank the Kool-Aid, kids mm-hmm. died, parents died, everyone died, senators, you know, all this craziness happens, and we think that's a horrible thing, but turn around, 2020 happens, coronavirus kills almost the exact amount, if not more than Jonestown, the civil unrest, Breonna Taylor's death, all George Floyd, all these people, people yelling about white privilege and everything, and we're like, okay, no, it's not that bad of a deal. Well, let me, you know, I think what, what Sid does is he tries to put this on the in the context of how politics used to be. And it's like, oh, both sides are bad. You've got liars on both sides. And I agreed with that. Like, you know, I never thought there was a real difference between a Democrat and a Republican. I mean, at the end of the day, the rich are going to stay rich and the poor are going to stay poor. But this presidency has been so far outside the bounds of normalcy and not in a good way. That it's, you know, the thing where you undermine our alliances with people who have been our allies since World War II. You cozy up with people that have been isolated by every other president, Democrat and Republican, like North Korea, Putin. You cozy up with the people who are our enemies and do the opposite with the people who are our friends. I mean, just all of this is outside the norm. No more do I say, well, you know, there's no difference between Democrats and Republicans. I've totally changed my thinking in the past four years on that. Listen, Jay, uh, I'm, I'm going to try and get some more masks to give away because those were great masks. Yeah. All right. Appreciate the call, Jay. All right. We'll see you. Let's uh, get through a few more calls. I still want to do news this morning. <laughs> Hello, Mike. Doing fantastic, Mike. Thanks for calling. Yeah, so I just wanted to give my uh, my take. I'm actually uh, from a very small town in New Mexico. Um, you could say I'm a country boy. Um, you know, everybody around us is, uh, you know, Trump and supporters. And, um, you know, I, I just I, I can't buy into it, you know. Um, I think, you know, the, my, my biggest frustrating thing is, like, when I see people that I've known all my life, you know, they're, they're just voting party and they're not, they're not thinking about, you know, the facts and, and what's actually, uh, you know, occurring. And, uh, and they forget that this guy was a registered Democrat for 30 years and the, the Clintons were his, uh, his best friends. Um, you know, so I, I'm just not buying into it and... And, you know, especially uh, a, a lot of the stuff that he said, um, you know, about Mexican-Americans, you know, uh, my son is, is half Mexican, you know. So for me, I, I just uh, I just don't buy into it. I think that, you know, you have every right to say this is a patriotic vote because um, it is, you know, and I am Second Amendment. Um, you know, like I said, I I have some, some scars on my hands from working outside and, um just, you're not the only small town boy that you know that that isn't buying into the into the the BS. So I just wanted to give you that. Yeah, I I might be from a small town, but I can recognize a big city con man when I when I see one. Right, right, yeah. and yeah, he doesn't. I, and and I guess another thing that I don't get is how you know, like the the caller before uh, Sid was saying that um, 
you know, he he represents the the, the small man. I, <laughs> that I, I just I, that that baffles me. It's like, in, in what way, shape, or form? Um, it just he he never has been, you know, and you know, and even like the the you know Second Amendment thing. It's like I, I still I feel like it's just kind of a, a facade, if you will, that. Uh, you know, and like his son, like with, with hunting now, he said there was a, a good piece of legislation that got passed for conservation and for for hunting and whatnot. But, you know, I don't know that his, his son's actually even hunted well, a, a, he, a public land ever. You're, you you, know? His sons don't hunt like you and I do, like going out no, for dove or no, quail or something. They go and get zebras and giraffes and crabs. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, I don't yeah. feel any I don't feel anything in common with the with the Trump family. I mean, that's just not my background. And All me right. neither. And I've been a lifelong, you know, Republican. I, I, I still am a registered Republican, but he, he isn't getting my vote. And uh, it's refreshing to hear, you know, other people's take, you know, especially like, you know, from that, that are, are conservatives. And but uh, I hope that there's more of us out there. I really do. Well, I'll say this and I, and I got to take another break. And then, you know, I got I love taking phone calls, but we got to take a break. Uh we're willing to talk about it. People are willing to go march. People are willing to show up at protest. I just hope that many people are willing to go vote. And yeah, get out there, people. Go vote. You know. And, and I'll get say your booty to the poll. Get your booty to the poll. And I'll say this: at this point, I know that this is a rough year, and there are a lot of people that are going to have questions about going to the poll. But just by the things that have been said, things that have been signaled from the White House, if you can make it in person. Please do that. I think that there may be skullduggery afoot. (laughs) So if you're able to go in person and vote, please do that. All right. Thank you, Mike, for the call. Thank you, guys. Appreciate what you guys do. All right. Appreciate you. Thank you, Mike. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, We'll just get to the two more calls. If they will hold, I'll get to those two calls. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right. We've... uh, this has been a big day for phone calls. I got to be honest. It and it all started with a dude at the very beginning of the show just wanted to call and say, say hi. hi. Yeah, that was pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> all the calls have been great. I think one of the previous callers might have. I might have been calling Juan, and his name wasn't Juan. It was so, Jay. So I apologize if I called somebody by the wrong name. But and by the way, Jay was great too. He's like, I'm a felon, dude. I am stuck with whoever you guys choose. <laughs> like he can't vote. Jay can't vote. Yeah, I was like, man, that sucks. <laughs> now we got Juan, I believe. Hi, Juan. Hey, boss. No, sorry. My, uh, I think I thought I was I was next, and and I yeah, called out my name. My bad. I, I got I got confused. It's totally not Joanna's fault, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Juan. No, What's up? Yeah, well, uh, I was <clears throat> listening to you, and I called a while back also, uh, and um, not too long ago also about politics. So I, I, I'm I'm having trouble. Is anybody making this out? I think I heard the word politics. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Uh, Juan. Let's let's slow down a little bit. Let's do it again. What's up? Okay, sorry. Um, um, <clears throat> I. Not too long ago, also about politics, okay. and um, I, I wasn't planning on calling in today. Now that you mentioned that you're getting all our callers, but the, <laughs> I think it was said the caller after the lady was yeah, it was said he was just going on and on about what the Democrats do, what the Democrats do, and I just had to call because he's acting like the Democrats changed the goalpost. 
Okay, when they did, and it's we're not asking them to be unreasonable just by thinking about everything that's going on. And the, I think it was Jay that said, "How can you can you see this? You know, just he's saying it on video, and yet you know we're the hypo, hypocrites. He he's saying it on 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 video what he's planning to do, and now he's making a joke." And it's just right. There's a whole process that I've noticed when Trump says something outrageous. First of all, supporters will say, well, he didn't say that. And then they'll say, well, we have we have the video and they'll say, well, he was joking. Then Trump will come out and say he wasn't joking. And they'll say, well, you just don't understand. He's just trolling you guys. You know, there's always some explanation for when. Uh, when the president says something that's just demonstrably false or outrageous. And look, I know that that the Trump I, – I don't even call them Republicans. I call them Trumpers because I think it's so far from people who had been Republicans all along. Uh, I, I know a lot of Republicans, actually, and they're good people. I know a lot of conservatives that sometimes vote Democrats, and I understand their views. Um, but this uh, gang – mentality that they have is just ridiculous i mean can't you see the timeline just talking about the senate and and uh supreme court justice i mean really we're the hypocrites that's basically what what he was saying and yeah i mean look let's go back to 2016 obama uh had a a senate seat to fill because of uh, uh scalia passing away and the Republicans said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! We can't. You, you're not supposed to do that. You're you're going to be out of office. You need to wait until let the people decide." Uh, they controlled the Senate at the time, so that's what happened. But you've got people on tape like Lindsey Graham. If I ever talked to Lindsey Graham, my very first question would be, "Hey, what, Lindsey, when you were saying that uh, you would not support a Republican president." In his, you know, right before an election, picky. Is that just the face you make when you lie? Because we might play poker one of these days. I want to know if that's your tell face, mm-hmm. because that's just like a straight out lie. All right, uh, Juan, listen, thanks for the call. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's talk to uh, John. Hello, It'd be John. It's really interesting playing poker How's with you, by the way. How's it going, guys? <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. I don't know, you know what, John, he's hang on. Asking, I know you've been asking on... people straight out where he's like, Is that hey, your tell? Is that your tell? <laughs> I don't know. Do you really have that? Are you lying to John, me? John, I'm not ignoring you, but i got to tell Brandon something really important. <laughs> I, I have always wanted to learn to play poker. Now, I know mm-hmm. that kind of sets me up to be a pigeon, but I, I, it looks like a lot of fun. When I'm in Vegas, I see the poker room, mm-hmm. and they look like they're having way more fun than us schmucks out on the <laughs> machines. <laughs> I mean, would really yeah. love to learn to play poker one of these days. All right. That aside, John. Hi, John. Hi, John. How's it going, guys? Fantastic. Uh, Real quick, okay. This is a this is a unique curveball to throw you guys because I consider myself a conservative independent, which is like way like you don't really hear that all the time. Uh But my question to everybody, including Buzz, is for me, I always feel like it's a tug of war, left or right, because you're going to hear both sides: left does this, right does that. But at the end of the day we're going to have an outcome whether we like it or not mm-hmm. in your guys honest opinion who do you think is the biggest i guess worst case scenario of having the biggest outbreak of not liking the outcome meaning <laughs> whichever side loses who do you think in your honest opinion because me as the middle guy i don't think my opinion counts because i get it from the left or the right so 
amongst you guys, if you guys are liberal See, or Republican. I would disagree with you. I would say your opinion is probably one of the most important because I think when you talk to someone who's a Democrat, they're going to say, oh, the Republicans. Absolutely. They're going to freak out. They're going to panic. But then when you talk to a Republican, they say it's the Democrats. They're going to have, you know, a huge bitch fit. They're going to freak out. And so I've I've noticed that because I one of my friend's moms is a very conservative Republican. And she and I were at brunch one day and she told me that she goes, these Democrats are going to lip out when Trump wins. I know it. There's going to be riots in the street. There's going to be bombs. We're about to hit a civil war. And I look at her, I'm like, and you don't think that other Trump supporters are going to do that if he loses? And she goes, I don't see that happening. And so I think it just depends. Someone who's in the middle like you or someone who is like, I don't know, even a libertarian or someone who's an independent or someone who just says this whole year sucks and I hate all of you. That's someone that you should really talk to. I am very interested to hear what your opinion is. Somebody kind of in the middle is, John. Because, you see, here's the problem with me is it's always been we'll take a Republican side or a Democratic side. But we never really, like, for example, like in 2016, I voted for Gary Johnson because I felt like (laughs) with him, I know, most people don't even know that. (laughs) But the thing is, the reason why I wanted Gary Johnson over Trump and Hillary was because I feel like with at least Gary Johnson, he's the type of guy that would have met both Republicans and Democrats in the middle. There's a higher chance of bipartisanship, but... Mm -hmm. Honestly, that's more fantasy than reality, because in reality, it's usually going to end up being a Republican or a Democratic candidate. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wouldn't get, you know, listen, I think that uh, the two-party system is is kind of a scam, and we would probably be better, you know, considering other parties, but I don't think this is the year for it. When I hear somebody go, <laughs> go when I see somebody go on like they did in their chat earlier and say, vote for, I think it's Joe Jorgensen, that is uh-huh. a Trumper trying to trick <laughs> People that are going to vote for Biden into not voting for Biden. Make no mistake. When you see these Wait. people for Joe Jorgensen, they're going to vote for Trump. They're just trying to get convince you that there's some other alternative. A vote for anybody other than Joe Biden is absolutely a vote for Trump this year. Honestly, and, here, and here's my thing. And here was one Democratic candidate that I would have leaned for was Tulsi Gabbard. But you see, that's that's a whole other issue with her upsetting the rest of the Democratic Party. And, I mean, the Republicans do it, too. They do it, too. When it's their time in the limelight, they're going to have their candidate who they feel should be up for the presidency. And, see, that's the hypocrisy of both sides because they both do it. And someone like me, like I said, that's an independent, I'm stuck in the middle having to deal with, well, whoever wins, I have to go along with the the ship, you know? Well, back to your your question about who do I think is going to, freak out i i yeah i think if trump wins there are going to be a lot of people and listen he's kind of put himself in a position by saying you know telling supporters they should go vote twice or they should vote by mail and then go i mean he's signaled a lot of things and let's look at the man's business background he has always been around about skirting the rules and cutting corners and you know all of this duplicitous stuff so on, the thing that concerns me is there are so many people on social media that seem to be cheering for the civil war or for some kind of violence or some what? form of Americans against Americans. And I just wonder where that's coming from because it is they like certainly to watch the not, world burn. It is certainly not the patriotic view. Well, but the thing is, is but we're if you really think of it, we're kind of already in a civil war. We're already like we're like we're already there. It's like literally. 
left versus right. I would call it a, a cold civil war. You know how we were in the Cold oh. War? We weren't actually shooting, but we, we, I think we're in kind of a cold civil war right now. But there are some people that want that to become a shooting war, and I just don't. I don't get that. Uh, you know, I, I think that is just disgusting. I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, I just hope that whoever does win, the side will respectfully, you know, there's going to be winners and there's going to be losers, unfortunately. And I've said before, has to win. John, I said uh, uh, earlier this week that whoever wins, I hope it's a landslide. I, it doesn't look like it's going to be, but mm-hmm. just for the good of the country, I hope it is a clear cut. You know, I hope there's I not hope any question. I, I think if you listen to me, you know who I think should win, but I foresee it being extremely close that this is literally going to drag out and I'm willing to put my whole paycheck on that. (laughs) Uh, I I think if Trump loses, he will definitely question the outcome and he'll fight against it. And the reason I say that is because in 2016, he won against Hillary Clinton and he still claimed that the election was rigged. So if he'll claim the election is rigged when he wins, what's he going to do if he loses? I mean, honestly, that's a very realistic outcome, and anyone would be blind to say that that would not happen because you've said that before. So, I mean, you do raise a valid point. All I'm just saying is one of the sides, either side, I'm more afraid, even coming as a conservative, not entirely right but not entirely left, I'm more afraid of the right wing getting more upset because they're more, I guess, just as equally as armed as the left. But at the same time, like we said, we don't need this cold civil war to become very hot in a matter of in a matter of hours, minutes, seconds, because that's a realistic possibility. Well, amen to that, brother. Thank you, John, for the call. All right. All right. You guys take care. I appreciate hearing from you. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, Joanna's gonna have our entertainment news. Joanna's standing by for that. There are a couple of uh Notes that I just read, just from the news, you know, stuff that I found interesting, want to throw out. So NASA says that it's ready to send two more people to the moon by 2024. It's just a matter of if Congress will fund it. But if if they do, NASA says that it's ready and that it could get people to the moon by 2024. And one of them... what? For what? Yeah. Like, Like for what reason? Yeah. I don't, just to remind every other country that nobody else has done it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, one of the astronauts would be the first woman to walk on the moon. You know, it's like whenever you do a reboot of something from the 60s, you got to put a female lead in the cast. So <laughs> This would be the Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters reboot. Yeah, it's the Ghostbusters reboot moon on mission. Here's uh, something that some transit employees in New York City got in trouble for, but I actually commend them. (laughs) Three transit employees in New York City were busted for creating a secret man cave underneath a a platform at Grand Central Station. Okay. It had a futon, a TV, exercise equipment, and a fridge. Bravo! Bravo! You know, it's not like anybody else was using that space, right? And if you're willing to get down there with all, with the, uh, what did Kaplowitz call them? Cat-sized rats? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More power to you. Kind of reminds me of like a Disney, how they have the little basketball hoop inside of the... Matterhorn, yeah. Of the Matterhorn. 
but completely creepier. Right. Well, who could it be hurting? Yeah. I'm serious. You know, some guys want to go down there watch some watch some TV as long as they're making sure the trains are <laughs> are running on time and everything. <laughs> TV this weekend, we've got uh, on Amazon the see, uh, the series premiere of Utopia, which is a conspiracy thriller starring Rain Wilson and John Cusack. So it's a I've seen the previews. It's a bunch of comic book nerds who realize that there's an, a comic book and everything in it is coming true. So if you want to check that out, that's on Amazon. On Netflix today, series premiere of Sneakerheads which stars Alan Maldonado as a stay-at-home dad tempted into hunting down a pair of very rare sneakers. That's a whole... That is a whole subculture of people who are sneakerheads, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. They're crazy. I mean, it is a very, very lucrative business. Oh, Are they in it to collect or to make money off of the It shoes? depends, because I know people that out here who they make good money uh, collecting shoes but also selling them uh, there's whole uh, on, there's whole platforms like StockX is a whole um, kind of a bidding place where you can go and purchase shoes but you can also sell your shoes so if you buy some shoes and you decide that you don't want them or you just like you bought them at a, a point and you don't want them anymore uh, you can sell them to these companies and they'll take the shoes from you and they'll sell them to someone else for you I watched about half of the new episode of The Boys on Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. Have you guys seen any of this week's episode? I no. haven't. I watched I them. I got caught up. I'm not going to do any giveaways. Oh, you haven't caught up or you have caught no, up? I no, did. I got to last week's episode when uh, Homelander and Stormfront are mm. floating sex. Breaking yeah. things, yeah. No, I watched The Mass Singer. Joanna and I caught the first episode of Mass Singer last uh, night. Yeah. Who was it's the alligator? Good. It wasn't the alligator. The hell was it? A dragon? It's a dragon. dragon. All right, fine. Who do you think it was? I don't know. I didn't watch it. (laughs) Oh, oh, you haven't watched any of it? Nope. Oh, it's good. It's those owls. Who are the owls? Who the hell are they? Who? So it's it's a guy and a girl. That's exactly why they're the owls because they keep having you say. Who? 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 Um. So it's a guy and a girl. They say they said something about brother and sister at one point. Yeah, and then they kept guessing like a husband and a wife. Yeah, so it kind of weirded me out a little Are bit. Are they good it singers? Did, right? Yes. Yes, they're great. I'm going to say that it's Jack and Meg White. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cuz everyone thought they were But brothers. they said something about how they've been in Hollywood or they've been in the business for a long time. And so someone said Donnie and Marie and Ken Jong is like so too. That's what I thought too. And then Ken Jong's like, what? He gets to come twice. Yeah, yeah. Donnie was on the first. <laughs> it's weird, but Mass Singer is is a show that I really loved, but it seems like it's like one season was enough for me. No, but I, you know what I think it was. <laughs> they're doing a good job, like they did last season, where they're right. breaking it up into groups. And I think the problem with it is, is that you watch the first season and you were into it, but the second season the stars were kind of. Meh. But then the third season, I mean, you had Tony Hawk, you had Lil Wayne, you had Shaka, Shaka Khan. Was season two the one where like the first one revealed was Ninja? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Ninja yeah. from Twitch, and it's turned, like, yeah. nope, I'm yeah. checking out. And for us, the first season of season or the first episode of season three was uh, Lil Wayne, 
who got unmasked. So you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. And for this one, I guess we can say it. If you don't want to hear everyone, lower your radio for like 10 Ear seconds. Muffs. Uh Busta Rhymes. Really? Yes. Oh, it was so good because he sang LL Cool J. It was great. And it was just... he'd be like, woo-ha. Even wore an outfit and someone even said that. They're like, your outfit looks like an outfit you would have worn like 10, 15 years ago. And See, I think that's kind of like disrespectful when they've got all these different celebrities and it's somebody who's actually a musician who gets voted off first. I mean, that's got to be humiliating, Just right? think about that, how he's the first one eliminated now compared to what we... What the others were, they were great. See, yeah, the and if sun, he was the lowest of the low on that one part, yeah, but you know, there's the going to be an athlete. There's I always really an athlete. think that. The, well, that's the there's thing always going to be like a former kid TV right. star. But, but the or thing is, is that they broke it up into groups. There's groups A, B, and C. So this is only from group A. He was eliminated, and one of the I think the popcorn is Tina Turner. I thought the popcorn was Cindy Lauper. Listen, I've, I've been I've been having my fingers crossed for a Tina Turner comeback for thirty years. <laughs> well, think about it. they had Gladys if, Knight on it. They had uh, Shaka Turner. Khan. I cannot believe that Tina Turner would use the mass singer as her big comeback. What I about just, Shaka Khan? What about Gladys Knight? What about was Patti LaBelle on it on one season? Those are all fine artists. Who sang the amazing singers? That one time. None of them are Gladys. a cultural icon the way that Tina Turner is. I think she would. It sounds like her. And they even say I, that at I one point, they're like, them legs, though. Cindy Lauper. Let's get to uh, entertainment news. <laughs> <laughs> and Joanna Barba with our n- news and notes from Hollywood. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. The Banks family is reuniting. Father of the Bride and Father of the Bride Part 2 writer and director Nancy Myers is bringing the original cast back together for an important cause. Cast members Steve Martin, Diane Keaton, Martin Short, Kimberly Williams, Paisley, and Kieran Culkin are among those reprising their roles in Myers' mini-film, Father of the Bright Part 3-ish, premiering on Netflix tonight. A trailer announcing the short takes us on a walk down memory lane with clips from the original installments. The new film will show the banks in the present day, 2020, uh, appears on the screen with a shot of the bank's familiar suburban home. Martin's character, George Banks, joking in a voiceover, I'm just washing my hands, one more happy birthday to go. The new project will also feature surprise special guests. The reunion will benefit uh, World Central Kitchen, an organization that provides individually packaged meals to children, families, and senior citizens in communities that have been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. Hallmark Channel and its parent company, Crown Media Family Network, are delivering on their promise to diversify their holiday movies. Mean Girls actor Jonathan Bennett will star in The Christmas House, which is about a gay couple looking to adopt their first child. Bennett's co-stars include Robert Buckley, Anna Ayora, Treat Williams, Sharon Lawrence, and Brad Harder, who I've never heard of. Brad Harder? I've never heard of any of them. I mean, he's one one better than Brad Hard. (laughs) See if he's got like an X-rated uh, film career. Interesting. <laughs> like- the Christmas House premieres on Sunday, November twenty-second. Well, you know what I say? Good because uh, for years on Hallmark, we've been decking the halls, but now we get to don our gay apparel. <laughs> <laughs> Harrison Ford is off the hook after being investigated for an incident at a SoCal airport. If you'll remember, the actor was scolded by air traffic control at Hawthorne Airport after failing to, quote, hold short on the runway when instructed. At the time, there had been another He's a rebel, man. I love that Han Solo is not a very good pilot. 
<laughs> no, he could be. He's a good pilot. He's just not listening to authority. At he's the, very hung solo. <laughs> at the time, there had been another plane a few miles behind Ford. Apparently, Harrison didn't hear the tower operator when he was told to hold short and started crossing, which ticked off the tower operator. The good news is there was no danger of a collision. Now the FAA has wrapped up its investigation into its his improper runway crossing, telling TMZ that the actor was required to take a remedial runway incursion training course <laughs> to close the case. But if they're like, sir, please turn around. Your odds of surviving going over there is very low. <laughs> Never tell me the odds. <laughs> and finally, speaking of space, Tom Cruise is leaving Earth next year. Earlier this year, NASA and SpaceX announced that it was working with the movie Star on a film that will shoot while in orbit aboard the International Space Station. TMZ citing the 2020-2023 ISS official manifest says that Tom is set to head to the ISS on the SpaceX Crew Dragon rocket and capsule in October of 2021. Little is known about the film, but it is reportedly an action-adventure movie, and it is not an Mission Impossible flick. It will become the first movie ever filmed in space. There's uh, an anchor on... Wait a minute, Star Wars isn't in space? (laughs) They didn't actually film that in space? Did you ever see the interview when uh, the director of Gravity mm-hmm. was doing like foreign press and the one of the reporters was asking him about the challenges of filming in outer space? You know, th- there was a movie with uh, Sandra Bullock, Sandra Bullock and, and George, George Clooney. Clooney. And he was like, oh, oh, we didn't actually go to space. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, honey, no. But a reporter, uh, an anchor in Orlando, Florida, did the story about Tom Cruise uh, going on a SpaceX flight. And usually when when local TV anchors try comedy, it, it, it could go bad on him. But I thought he did a good job on this one. Listen to how many Tom Cruise puns nice. this guy works into this report. I got 11, <laughs> I think. That's cool. I was going to try and do like a Tom Cruise movie thing, but then I got busy with phone calls. Yeah, oh yeah. So I didn't did have the, a Did he to not use it. a Top Gun in there? Because I didn't that hear seemed it, like yeah. one that could have worked. Top Gun should have been easily in there. Van, uh, Vanilla Sky, I feel like, could have been in there. I was in Agno as a producer on Without Limits. Magnolia? Yeah. Did he, he got far and away in there, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. He could have added the legend ones. somewhere in no, there. Legend, I, was, legend in there. was in there. Oh, it was? Yeah. yeah. At the very beginning, he did oh, legend. He also had risky business, all the right moves. Made in America? Hey, he could have gotten the outsiders as well. By the way, watch Magnolia. It is my favorite performance by Tom Cruise. How did he not get War of the Worlds? War of the Worlds should have definitely. Oh, oh that would have been a good one. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Well, anyway, the new episode of The Boys, I didn't watch all of it, but it's uh, it's got some real gore in it this time, and Homelander and Stormfront continue to just be the worst. Yeah, they say it comes out on Friday, but if you, if you try it on Thursday, I think it's usually up by Thursday afternoon. Also uh, on television this weekend, all of your Fox animation domination uh, comes back with new episodes of The Simpsons, Bless the Hearts, Bob's Burgers, and Family Guy on Sunday. On FX, the fourth season premiere of Fargo. Has anybody been in on Fargo? I know it you know, gets pretty good uh, critic reviews, and it's 
got to have its fans, but I didn't get into that first season. I don't think I've ever seen an episode, so no. On Showtime, there's a two-part uh, Showtime movie, The Comey Rule, starring Jeff Daniels as former FBI director James Comey and Brendan Gleeson as the president. So that means Mad-Eye Moody from Harry Potter is playing Donald Trump. And this is going to be... The first part is Sunday. The second part is on Monday on Showtime. Well, you know, I wanted to to address this earlier. We were talking about, you know, the CDC says trick-or-treating, not a good idea. Uh, Having indoor Halloween parties, not a good idea. And... You know, somebody had, I got to paraphrase here, but they had brought up, look, if people are going to Walmart and kids are going back to school, how seriously are we taking this, really, that you would cancel trick-or-treating? Mm-hmm. And I get where you're coming from. Right. I mean, there are so many loopholes and so many workarounds that, but I, I think the answer to that question is, we don't have a comprehensive rule on it. So a lot mm-hmm. of it's left up to the governors and... You know, there's some variation on what people think. This is some of the criticism that there hasn't been a whole lot of leadership from the White House because I think if you just went with what Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks, Dr. Redfield, uh, and others were saying, we probably would have been a lot more uh, hardcore on this. Here's something that I hear is going on. So a lot of bars Uh reopened as restaurants. Well, to be a restaurant... 51% 51% of your sales has to be food. Mm-hmm. Only 49% of your sales can be alcohol. So the way that some of these are getting around it, maybe you've heard these stories. I haven't been out to a bar yet, but they'll order drinks. You know, say you order four drinks for the table. Well, if you check your bill, you, they're not charging you more, but on the bill, it says that you ordered appetizers and one drink. What? Yeah. I, I've heard people uh, relaying stories about that, that a lot of these are, are opening up. So there's, they're, to be clear, they're not upcharging you or charging you for something. Well, it, they are charging you for something you didn't get. They're just replacing the drinks with a food item. Uh, that's obviously we're not serious on a national level, but that's because there's no national mandate. You know, if they'd have come out and said, look, everybody's wearing a mask, we're shutting down. I think Fauci had said at one point, two weeks, like if we'd gone really hardcore and had some kind of nationwide thing where people weren't going out, weren't uh, interacting with others, we probably could have got a handle on this uh, early on. But we haven't. But yeah, no, I get it. You see all kinds of things where it's like, well, that, that doesn't make any sense. You're right. It doesn't because we don't have one comprehensive set of guidelines yeah, that we're going by. And this is where like I a lot of people have been really talking about the school issue and about whether or not uh you know the school should be open, teachers should be, you know, forced to go back to school or you know whatever. And there was a teacher that called me yesterday and was voicing some of the concerns that this person had because one of their students tested positive. And that district or his the school in particular has already, I think, like he said, less than 10 cases. But the, the, and those are just students. And so 
this person's class got uh, all of them are supposed to quarantine. But the interesting thing is, is that their ki- the kids go to school at that school. So the kids are quarantined. But then also uh, another person that lives in their house, their roommate, also uh, is a, an employee of the school. And they're being told to go back to school. So even though four or five or however many people live in this house are all being quarantined because of possible exposure. One person's told we can go back. N- not even to go back. They're being forced back. Wait, because they're a, they're a teacher? Yeah, they're being told to go back. They're right? an employee. They're a staff member. Well, of, if you want to keep your job, you got to go back. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so that's why they're saying they're like, wait, hold on. So, so let me get this straight. That all the kids that are exposed, they can't go back. This other person who's been exposed by a student, they can't go back. But this other person that lives in the household who does, who's an administrator at the school, they have to go back, even though everyone else in the house has been exposed. Well, again, I think the country would have benefited from the very beginning with some leadership on this. And I don't think we got that leadership from a source that could be applied, you know, across the board. Uh, so that's that's how we find ourselves in this position yeah, where it's really a lot of it doesn't make sense. A lot of it just goes against logic yeah. and reason. Well, and, <laughs> for the, sure. and it's very hard. It's very difficult because there isn't that. So, you know, if someone at your work, let's say, um, you know, test positive, do they have to get tested before they come back? Some places are saying absolutely. Then other places are saying no. Nah. Hey, and even in the there's some people that in the the hospital world in the medical field where if they've been exposed, they still have to go to work. But you know what they're doing with them? They're having them work the covid units. So just in case they have it. Oh, you're already exposed to it. But then if you don't. Oops, you still get to work there. So, I mean, it, it's really it's really like a, just a real difficult situation because there is no official guidance on what people should be doing. Hey, I need to start doing this periodically. Uh, it's when Tucker Carlson does a segment and, and just some things that are patently false or half tr- – well, even half-truth is giving him too much of the benefit there. But uh, I call this segment untucked. So – uh, you know, I see people posting on social media about what's going on in Louisville. It's it's totally fine to say, look, you shouldn't burn stuff. You shouldn't you shouldn't assault police. You definitely shouldn't shoot the police. But I, I've seen a lot of people going after Breonna Taylor. And I think that is pretty low that you're going after this dead woman. And last night, Tucker was doing a lot of that. He was focusing his criticism on the victim of what happened. So... This is my segment of Untucked. Yeah, she was in bed until she got up because there was a ruckus of people breaking down the front door. She was in the hallway when she was shot. Seconds before that, she had been in bed. Okay, there, that might have been the case, but they did a search of that after Brianna was dead and her boyfriend at the time was taken. They searched it. They found no drugs. They found no money. This is why I feel like I need to do this segment because if you put it out there, People are going to believe it. People are going to hear, oh, she was warehousing his money. No, that's not the story. The story is they searched it. They didn't find any money. They didn't find any drugs. I don't know any report that says that the police shot first. My understanding was that the boyfriend got up with a gun that he was licensed to have because he thought that, well, he said later that he thought it was this ex-boyfriend who might be there to cause some harm. But I don't know of any news source that said that, that the police shot first. 
who he didn't know was a cop, according to him. There were 20 witnesses who heard the commotion. They, there was, out of the 20, there was one who said that they heard the police identify themselves as a police. There were 19 who said that they didn't hear, including the boyfriend. Also, if you're going to quibble about a knock, I mean, it might have been like, boom, and then the door comes in. This stuff happens so quickly, uh, as did Rand Paul, who sponsored the Breonna Taylor bill that would get, get rid of uh, no-knock raids in uh, the state of Kentucky. Moving ahead a little more, this is Untucked, where I take apart everything Tucker Carlson said the night before. Yes, it is. It's front page news, maybe not in a local newspaper, but on CNN's website, on MSNBC's, the shooting of the two police officers in Louisville absolutely was front page news. By the way, uh, both Joe Biden and Kamala Harris posted on their Twitter feeds that uh, shooting of the police officers was a despicable act and that they were praying for the recovery of the officers who were shot. Oh, here you go. I got it. This is the last thing I got in. So they're talking about the district attorney who's a black man. He he's saying that uh, they characterized him as a race traitor. Okay, let me get to this. So he plays four different clips from MSNBC. At no point in any of the clips does anybody refer to the district attorney as a race traitor. So, I mean, that's just out-and-out falsehood. Now you've been untucked. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. You know, I've never seen this movie. No. I don't know why I love this scene so much. I feel like I've seen a scare a scary movie. Was there one where it was like a, a gym teacher named Miss Man? Yeah, that's I think the that's the first one. That's the first one with that's Anna the Ferris. On, that's the only one I saw, I guess. That's the second one. Hilarious. <laughs> and then it rubs her face with the it's not like I made everything by hand. Dude walks, in, dude walks into the Let room. Let me give you a cheek, a little pinch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dude walks into the room. There's blood everywhere. Oh, come on. Who's on the rag? <laughs> well, I, so funny? I have a, a TV watching plan for this week, and it was a one of our guests recommended. I'm going to watch Ratchet on, I believe, Netflix. I hear good things. Yeah, I've been hearing really good things about it. So this is the character of Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and it's played by Sarah Paulson, and it's done by those guys who do, or the guy, I guess, who does American Horror Story. Ryan Murphy, I want to say. Yes. So my plan is to get into that and uh, watch a few of those while mixing in a few more episodes of S Creek which is why we were talking about Chris Elliott in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> the wife and I were going to watch, uh, what's the movie that was just released this week? Enola Jones? Or um, uh, Enola Holmes? Oh, yeah. Is that, I saw the preview for that. It's like Sherlock Holmes' sister who's who's a better detective than he is. I think he's supposed to be better. I'm not sure. She's the, the younger sister. You got Henry Cavill. He's playing um, Sherlock. What is that gonna? What is that on? I definitely, Netflix. Yeah, I definitely saw the preview for. Yeah, it. it's a movie. It was uh, released earlier this week. Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. 
Anybody is she is she Enola Holmes? Yeah. Anybody else got a got a plan for what you might watch this weekend? I just finished Hannibal. The whole thing. Yes. You so liked it? I did. Hmm. I thought it was real good. Interesting. I wish it didn't get canceled because it ended pretty good. Uh, but I'm finally going, Lisa. Yeah. I'm gonna finally start the boys. It's about time. Yeah, Lord. you're Come missing on, out. How are you not watching the boys? I don't know. We've all been watching it. It's almost it. like you're revolting against it just yeah. because. Because she never watched Umbrella Academy either. Oh, that's the. I gotta uh-huh. write that one down. Uh huh. What's up? I gotta write that one down. Mm-hmm. Make I didn't list. get through the second season of Umbrella Academy. You should, man. It's, it gets good. It's uh, it's better than the season one. Lisa, anything, uh, anything on the radar for you this weekend? <sighs> I don't know yet. I just find, I find myself that I just rewatch old old stuff like shows and things like that. I've got a I got a butt ton of 90 Day Fiance Dude, on my man, DVR. Dude, you're missing out. It's so good. Ugh, every time I see a promo for it, it's always Darcy and her dumb twin sister. No, I no, hate no, no. them. That's, see, that, That's they have their, their own, own show, show right? now. You don't have to worry about them. Oh. The stuff that you're missing out on 90 Day Fiance is Andre and Elizabeth. And her family and how her brother gets hammered. So they're getting married over in Moldova, right? Who? So, you know, <laughs> Andre and Elizabeth. Andre, he's the one that uh, he talks like this. And her her family has hated him from almost the get-go. Were they, like, telling him, you need to get a job, but yes. you can't because you're not allowed to work? <laughs> and then he was going to be a truck driver, but he couldn't get full-time work as a truck driver. Uh, yeah, okay, I remember But them. essentially, her family is the synopsis of why the rest of the world hates America. <laughs> They're the ugly American. They are. Oh, man. Like, he's, and, you know, like, Name three he's all thi- excited, na- and he's like, hey, like, go, uh, um, he's like, try this food. And they're just, they're disgusted. And at one point when they're all alone, they're like, let's go get some real food. And they just, like, leave the, the hotel or the Airbnb or whatever give, the hell they're Give me at. three characteristics that people in other countries have negative impressions of Americans. Uh, they think the only reason that Andre moved to America was to, or uh, the only reason he married her was to come to America. Well, I think that's kind of implied going into the show. I mean, it, don't you kind of suspect that about all of the... Not all. all. The, not all. No, I, okay. think, I think some. I think those, uh, those dudes in Africa, I think something weird's going on there. Like, I like the guys, but... I see what you're marrying. I yeah. see what you're getting into. There is no way you're attracted to freaking Angela. <laughs> but and that's, and that's another one. That's another person that she's in that same season with her and Michael and then trying to get married. Are they still in freaking Nigeria or wherever? Yeah, they're still over in Africa trying to figure out how they're going to get over here to the States. Because remember, his visa, um, his, uh, visa was declined. Not stuff, man, but I'm telling you, it's the, like truly Andre and Elizabeth, that's the one that you want to watch just because her family is her. Her brother gets drunk at the wedding and they are doing like speeches and stuff. And it's this huge, beautiful wedding and there's dancers and it's just beautiful and gorgeous. And all of a sudden the dad and, and the brother are like, you know, tapping their glasses and they, they want to do a speech. So the dad does a nice speech. Uh, and then the brother who's wasted, I mean, wasted grabs the microphone and the and they had that struggle wait the, where, the american brother yeah, or the russian the brother? american oh, brother God. so they have that struggle of give me that like battling for the microphone back and forth <laughs> and the brother ultimately gets it and he goes oh it's a great wedding 
I'm just saying, don't come to America and expect like things from my dad anymore. Like you need to stop mooching <laughs> off my family. And oh, oh, and oh, man, oh, it was just—it's brilliant. It's hilarious because there's another part too where right before that, they're um, doing this like big bread thing. I don't know, it's like a celebration they do over there. And wait, was the wedding in Russia? It's in Moldova. Yeah, in Moldova. Yeah, so they're already wherever. married in the states. Now they're the, this is the wait, wedding in so Moldova. So the American family went over to Moldova and yeah. started trash talking oh, the God. groom. Oh, at the wedding. All right, I'll dude. I'll the, the drunk brother's out. sitting there and he's like. Yeah, king in Moldova, piece of bleep in America. Like, loud enough that everybody oh, can hear. God. But it, thankfully, most of them don't speak English, so it's like, ah, oh, hey, what's he doing? And he's just wasted. I, I might have got a little burned out on 90 Day. I, I'm, I'm not burned out, but I found that there were a lot of the couples that I just wasn't interested in, so I would fast forward. Anytime Darcy was on screen, I, just, I would fast forward through Darcy. Uh, the one... The one lady who had a baby with the guy from Fiji, I want to say Fiji. Do you remember Samoa? Oh no, they're even better. Oh my god, it, that has gotten amazing. <laughs> that kid, that kid is a little soft in the head, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, but he's but that one is the one. That's the one where he was like making out with his mom <laughs> when they oh. first. <gasps> remember that? Look that look that video up. Seriously, like that. What that was the thing that happened because then the wife even made fun of him. Where the, the, you can tell the producers like, was it nice uh, seeing your family? And he's like, yes, it was very nice. I, you know, I it's good to see them. And, my and, and the wife goes, it was a little weird when you started making out with your mom. Who is this? This is okay. This is an American Asuelu. Asuelu, and the American woman is is her parents are or her dad is Samoan. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she had a baby with the Samoan guy. They I have a couple think, kids now. I didn't. I don't think she realized. At first, that there was a language barrier. I don't think she realized that he was uh, slow. Like, he doesn't quite seem all there. Yeah, right. He seems a little mentally uh, slow. But you become a big fan of his during during this season because his mom... Oh, did you see it where he's making out with his mom? She's not pulling away from that kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Here's he. Send the link to Buzz so we can bring it up. I'm telling you. Maybe that's like... maybe that's how mothers feed their young in Samoa. Oh. <laughs> Chew it up and spit it in. So then the whole thing is the mom, because um, their thing is the kids earn the money to send to the parents so she can send money back to Samoa. And she keeps... Oh, here you go. This is it. Watch. Good Lord. <laughs> it's not over yet. Ah, it kept going, too. This they, is an ET they, yeah. thing. It kept going after that. Like, Who, that's a full-blown kiss. Who's this, Sean? Is this the host of I don't when know. they do the I talk? I think it's an no, ET this person. This is an Entertainment Tonight person. Still going. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and so that's you, in Portland. That's in Pioneer Courthouse Square. I worked like a block away from that. Wait, where's the riot, then? Yeah, this is filmed before. Oh, right. I think this was last winter. Oh, my God. See, this is all it takes. Now I'm totally invested. See, I told you, man. God. And and so his wife, she's like, it was a little weird when he was making out with his mom. I think that's the next clip they're going to show. Okay, who is this? She just said. 
You get the hots for it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Colt, Colt's back with this broad. Is that Colt? Yeah. Yeah, see, they're fighting. See, that's the stuff, man. All the stuff you're missing. That's Andre, and that's the drunk brother. Oh, and he got to the point where Andre's like, uh, you need to throw your fat brother to get away from me. And she's like, you told me you wouldn't call my brother fat. <laughs> and then you look at me like, oh, my God, my brother's fat. How how about, okay, so you've got Angela, the real like trailer park lady from Georgia, and Michael, the Nigerian. But then you've got a couple that's almost like them. I forget their names, but she's over Soulja there. Soldier Boy, wasn't it? Wasn't it like his rapper name? Yeah, his rapper name was Soldier Boy, which somebody should have told him Soulja. there's already a Soldier Boy. Are they still in the mix? I don't remember seeing them. How about Paul and Karini? Yes, they are big on this one too. Are they in Brazil uh, or no, US? No, they're here in the states, and it's—I mean—it's an okay storyline. It's not—I mean, the dude still seriously just runs everywhere. When when trouble hits, he just—he just takes off running, and the starts, camera tries he's to like follow. Forrest Gump, man. <laughs> he just decides to run. But the strange. So the thing Lord with that God. Samoan couple is the fact that the mom, when they sit down for dinner, she's like, "I need money," and they're like, "Okay, money, well, we, please." Yeah, she's like, "We brought you a hundred bucks." <laughs> And she's like, that's not enough. And then the sister steps in, and she's like, why do you not bring more money? Wait, and, and, are they back in Samoa? No, or this are they is in, in Portland. So the whole point is he needs to make money so he can give it to his mom, so his mom can send it to the family in Samoa. Okay, you can kind of see where people get that uh, stereotype that people come that that some of the people coming over from other countries are have financial motivations. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Telling you, man, it's it's brilliant television. Let's pick uh, winner of the Cowboy Seahawks game. Who do you think is going to win this one? Oh man! If I'm betting, I would have to go Seahawks. I because it, it just Russell Wilson. I don't think the Cowboys can stop him. I think that the the Cowboys' offense, if they can do what they did outside of the first quarter against Atlanta. I think they'll be able to keep up, but I just I don't see them being able to stop Russell. I think Wilson. a lot of Cowboy fans are focusing on the end of that game, like mm-hmm. the second half of that game and forgetting about the first quarter. If if they come out and do anything like the first quarter, they're not getting back in that game against the Seahawks if Russell Wilson's having a day, yeah. which he probably will be. You know, I hope so. I got him and Dak on my fantasy team and uh, I'm starting Russell who the Patriots got this weekend. Patriots are playing the Las Vegas Raiders, the 2-0 and Las Vegas Raiders, by the way, who beat I the bet Saints on Monday night. I bet they're super excited in Vegas. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were super excited two years ago when they were getting the team. Speaking of uh, the Patriots, Patriots owner Robert Kraft has had the charges against him dismissed. They've uh, decided not to use the, the video of him uh, receiving sexual service uh, in exchange for money. It was basically one of those uh, massage places, one of those seedy massage mm-hmm. places. Not where you would expect a, a billionaire to go if he needed to yeah. get his freak on, but Robert Kraft is uh, is out from under those charges. And, I mean, at last, isn't it about time that a rich white dude got a lucky break mm-hmm. in right? the justice system in this country? It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Oh, Chiefs-Ravens, that ought to be a good matchup, right? Uh, arguably going to be that's the game the of the premier, year already. That's yeah. the premier game of the year so far. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love Mahomes, but the but Baltimore looks 
they look pretty dominant mm-hmm. from what I've seen. Oh, somebody in the chat wanted to know. Uh, somebody in the chat says, have you watched Death Note? It's an anime. My daughter watches Death Note. I watched My the daughter's movie. really into all that stuff. The movie was pretty good. You watched Death Note? The movie, yes. Oh, okay. the movie. The movie was live action. The movie had... Oh, Willem Dafoe. Are, yes, Willem Dafoe as uh, uh, kind of the demon. When did it come thing. out? It was a while like ago. Two years ago, I think. Yeah, my daughter's a total nerd. That's what we find out. Anytime, like, <laughs> here's, here's Buzz. My daughter's a total nerd. Now let's do this trailer breakdown for yeah. this Marvel movie coming well, out. Let me tell you who all these obscure characters are <laughs> that are going to show up. <laughs> did you did you get that link I sent you by the way about Wandavision, about what might be happening? When did you send it? Uh, I sent it through Scott. Let me see if it went through or not. Today? Um, yes. Uh, Basically, there was an now. Easter. There's an Easter egg in the trailer. Oh, that it's House of M. Yes. I I had seen that before. Yeah. So the Wandavision trailer has them living in like a Leave It to Beaver, you know, some kind of fifties idyllic. Uh, home life, except he's an all-powerful android and she's a witch, I guess. Mm-hmm. But the M story, the House of M was, let's see if I can remember this right. Scarlet Witch. Oh, I don't know. I This was in a period where I was, there was a whole period of like 20 years after I kind of got, yeah, I matured out of comic books, I guess. And then they started making the movies. And they were not terrible, you know, starting with uh, X-Men. Did you ever get Marvel Unlimited where you can uh, get access? To, it's like 100 bucks a year. I think no. you can have a cheaper one that's only like 60 or 70 bucks a year. Like the sucker I am, I keep pl- paying each comic book at a time. Oh, good Lord. Uh, but I think that whole House of M stuff and, and the character of, oh, who's the... Who's the Spider-Man that's like a black Spider-Man? Not black. No, 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 no. His costume's black. Oh, Venom? Noir? Or... No. Venom? Venom! All that stuff happened in my gap phase when I got into, you know, going to college and drinking and all that stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is like I had priorities. Yeah, I had different priorities for a while, but then when they start Girl. making movies of these comic book characters that I love, <laughs> when did the first one, the first X-Men come out? Probably like 2000? Yeah, I think, I think that was the one that really kind of kicked it off. It was X-Men and then it went into Spider-Man, Spider-Man yeah. And they were both great. Spider-Man was end of 2001 because remember the original trailer for the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man had the Twin Towers in it. Oh. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Did I just get a bonus point for that fact? Is that you what that did. was? Oh, right. That was cool. There were superhero adaptations before those, but they were awful. And growing well, up did, as did, a comic did you throw book Blade fan. Blade in there, though? Blade was a decent movie. Yeah, I'd say Blade was a decent movie. And I think that came out before X-Men. But I never really considered Blade part of the main continuity. You know, occasionally there'd be a crossover, but but he was never a member of the Avengers or the X-Men or anything like that. Look up the... Uh, if you want to see some really bad adaptations, they did a Captain America. Well, they've done several Captain Americas. There's one they did, I want to say 70s or 80s. Captain America has a transparent shield. The yeah. guy's running around, he's got this transparent shield. And also, it's more of a motorcycle. Like, I guess motorcycles, when this movie came out, were super popular. So his main talent is riding a motorcycle. Awful. I'm trying to think of some other ones that they 
that they did before they finally you know and i think it was all about the technology you know they finally got this that's one thing where cgi had to come about before they were able to do good superhero movies there was I mean, a cgi when they even made bad hulk movies some of the cgis in those were awful when he was like the super bright green which one was that probably that wasn't edward two, norton right no that, no, that was, was eric banna yeah lee that was directed by Academy Award winner Ang, Ang Lee. Lee. Yeah, not a good movie. There was a TV uh, live-action version of Spider-Man that I was super excited about. It was right in that sweet spot when I was really into comic books. And, you know, they didn't have a budget, so and they didn't have CGI. So what are they going to do when Spider-Man's about to jump off a building? You see him shoot his web. And then it cuts, and you see him landing on top of the other roof. It's like they didn't have any way to do it. It's kind of theater of the mind. Um, Punisher with Thomas Jane. I think that might have come out in the 90s before before X-Men and mm-hmm. the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. When are they going to nail this Fantastic Four? Maybe never. You know what they figured out about Hulk? Here's what they figured out. He's a great supporting character, but he's not his own movie. Yeah. Well, remember, a lot of that had to do with the fact that they couldn't put him as a main character in the movie because Universal still owned the rights. So they couldn't, Marvel couldn't do a Hulk movie. Marvel could only have him in a movie. Well, the Ed Norton Hulk movie was part of the main Marvel continuity. It's in the storyline, but that was a universal movie, I believe. Are you sure? Because I think Samuel L. Jackson shows up at the end of that, or else Tony Stark does. I think it is fully part of the part of the continuity. Of- no, no, it is part of the continuity. I am saying it is. Okay. I just don't think it was a Marvel movie. No, it was. Production company Marvel Studios. It was a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Let's check out our website if you want to uh, see uh, some of the stuff we're posting. I'm going to go oh, with Kaylee. It, it was still distributed by Universal. That's why. We're going to have shortly coming up the uh, the links for all those great local musicians, the talent that's the final five in the El Paso Originals contest. We're going to have that up shortly. You can start voting in a, in a couple hours, roughly around noon. Really knocked out. Listen, I don't want to specifically go into any critiques or anything, but... As a whole, what a bunch of talented finalists that we have for this contest. Yeah. yeah. Joanna, what is Code Orange? You need to tell me. I don't know what that is, but you have a blog about it. Code Orange is what you say when you see Halloween stuff in stores. Finally. Code Orange. Code Orange. Okay. It's a new episode of What the Buzz with Emily and I. You can find it wherever you find your podcasts. It's also available very conveniently for you on the Listen Live feature at KLEQ.com. All right. Well, uh, we'll see more and more. Are they are they doing the, you know, the stores that pop up around Halloween and they're only there for a couple of months, but they Spirit sell all the hot. Yeah. yeah, they're, are yeah. They doing, they're yes. They, 